Welcome, everybody, to episode 109 of the Anime Arcade Podcast. Uh, you might notice that my voice is not Jeff's voice. Uh, my co-hosts are on strike, and I've had to reach across the picket line uh, for scabs. Uh, so today I have a... a um, I was going to say discount, that's mean. I, I have a replacement Oregonian and a replacement Floridian. Um, so today I am joined by Companion Cube. Yo! And VTag from our Discord. Hello, it's human and it sucks here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, VTag. I, I know it. I don't want to call you a Floridian because, you know, in my mind you're still a Californian, but, you know. You live in there now, so... I'm from it, California, B-Tag's from California. You lived in California when you were a teenager. Uh, he's lived there. He's, he's lived, he lived here his whole life, though. Anyway, either way, they, regardless, you guys are both from the states that my co-hosts are currently occupying, so... Or both live in the states that my co-hosts are currently occupying, so... Um, yes, uh, today we, we have a spoiler cast for you, and the reason we brought in senior b-tag is because uh if you recall from our community spotlight long long ago this is one of his favorite shows strong number two yeah so uh we brought him in uh and he graciously actually watched the show right i did i took time out of my busy destiny stranding schedule to <laughs> you know those packages don't deliver themselves they get they need to get there on a strict deadline but i'm here i'm here for you here to make this podcast as great as it can be <laughs> see you see what we do here at the, the anime arcade podcast we do this we, we we take time out of our our listeners busy schedules <laughs> to bring you the best content <laughs> so uh, with that, uh, we will uh, usher you into the rest of the episode, uh, where we actually start out talking about Death Stranding, funny enough. Uh, so, enjoy episode 109. <laughs> tag wow how is the uh um post-apocalyptic amazon delivery boy life it's a it's something it is certainly something (laughs) i can't say if it's technically an enjoyable experience but it's an experience 
But from what a lot of the reviews and stuff I've been seeing, people say they're really interested in the story, but there's just not a lot of it. Yeah, uh, there there really isn't. So like no backstory or anything. Uh, it starts out with like quite a lot of story. I say like ninety percent of the story I've seen so far has taken place in the first like hour and a half. Huh. Then the rest is just left you to your own devices. Yeah, sounds. I don't know. Like, I want to say that sounds like Kojima, but I don't know. Death Stranding is like it felt like in the Metal Gear games. Like Kojima like wanted you to watch his stories, especially in the later ones, where you know it was like, "Oh my God, when is this cutscene going to end?" Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It um, seems this. This is pretty much devoid of the humor that is in metal gear there's like i don't think there's been a single moment that i would consider at all funny pretty much 100 percent huh. serious all the time you know i would consider the fact that monster energy is is, <laughs> is such a thing in this in this the game i would consider that humorous but probably not intentionally so yeah i, I should probably explain that so there is a magical canteen which somehow converts all liquid that it touches whether you're standing in a river whether it's rainfall whether it's the like crazy magical rainfall that ages people rapidly it just turns all liquid into monster energy what <laughs> it is a it is something else and 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 this is his primary like drinking source he needs water <laughs> it's his only drinking source need water right <laughs> and then every time you go back to your your uh private room there's just five cans of monster energy on the table that you can drink is it just commentary <laughs> on what monster energy is maybe yeah it's really strange and then i guess one, one of the other things i found funny last night is you find these uh memory chips all around which like the first one i found was like from it was like, a model from frame arm girls which i know had an anime huh. like a couple years ago it, it did have an anime i mm -hmm. watched like the first few episodes it was kind of meh <laughs> and then i found a uh it was like an album cover of a some band from Iceland that Kojima likes and in the description <laughs> it was like it was I, I it struck me as really funny it was like you know Kojima walked into a music store and this song was playing and he he liked this band and decided to work with them he's like and it said classic Kojima finds finds someone he li likes uh, or like some kind of media that he likes and then works with them like I just, it's like a Kojima game where it's like classic Kojima. Jeez, uh, it's not supposed to be that overt, Kojima. For fuck's sake, uh, yeah. Auto-driven games are um, usually not always the best. Yeah, uh, this definitely seems like he's going for an art piece rather than say like a you know a classic Metal Gear s game. Nah, that's. Partially unfortunate, but I I'm enjoying the, I'm immensely enjoying the the Twitter videos that are coming out of Japan right now. <laughs> um, I watched a guy uh, try and climb a ladder up onto a cliff, and then Norman Reedus fell off, and all of his packages just scattered like like underneath the cliff. And you know I'm like just like that looks like a nightmare. <laughs> I would never want to play a game that that felt like work. <laughs> It like seems that. like a, it's Hideo Kojima's version of like a Windows media player, like crazy background while songs playing, but it's just a completely mindless delivery game, like while his <laughs> favorite album is playing. But the uh, the songs trigger so infrequently, it's like it's actually kind of strange. 
How big like, is I the feel world? like I was walking around for like several hours and like a song procs like every like hour and a half. Huh. How big is that world compared to other open world games you've played? Uh, eh, it doesn't feel that big, really. Like, I feel like, I mean, you don't really get a vehicle until like pretty far into the game. Well, I don't know, like five hours, maybe five to ten. So it okay. has to be somewhat manageable by by walking. Uh, <laughs> it it is very similar landscapes. Like it, it's kind of a kind of a shame how similar it all looks. But yeah, maybe it'll, maybe the locations will vary as I go further. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't heard a whole lot about Endgame. Uh, most people that I've heard reviewing it um, have either stopped or just kind of post videos of them putzing around the open world. Yeah, I have um, a feeling the majority of players are going to stop before they get anywhere near Endgame. Yeah, because <laughs> it is something that I think if you're not in the if you're in the mindset to be entertained, <laughs> you're probably not going to enjoy it. <laughs> so weird to say. <laughs> it's not something to uh, play to have fun. It's something to like experience. Take your mind off of other things. That that is one thing that struck me when you when you were talking about the game um, for the first time, or I think you would you were going to bed. I think you had expected when you first started playing the game to drop it, and then you you know you you said before you went to bed that you you were actually going to stick with it. Was that it reminded me of a game I played called Elite Dangerous, which is like a almost like a space trucking sim with like intermittent like space battles if you want to. Um, where I didn't play that game, I, like, I love the, the look of it and all that stuff, but I played that game mostly so I can listen to podcasts. Like, it was just something to relax and play, rather than something to be, you know, immensely entertained by. Yeah, it's very much a podcast game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a good replacement for, like, instead of listening to a podcast and playing League, which can be really frustrating. Not that this couldn't be frustrating, because it's very frustrating to, like, constantly be managing your balance with, like, 30 boxes on your back, but... It's it's I don't know. It's something to do. Konami, please rehire Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> please stop making fucking pachinko machine. You know, recently they made a they made a actual slot machine for Silent Hill. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, but uh, we're not here for that. Although we'll 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 go from you know uh, a B tag favorite video game developer or creator to. Uh, a BTAC favorite anime, which I guess is kind of tipping his hand. Um, we recently watched uh, Chihaya Furu season one uh, because I don't want to spend the rest of the damn year <laughs> like on spoiler cast for Chihaya Furu. Uh, even though, and I'm going to say this and tip my hand uh, to those of you who watch the show with us, A, thank you, and B, please watch season two um, because I'm not certain we can get the turnout we did for season two. Um, please watch season two. It's great. Anyway, yes. So Chihaya Fudu, uh, season one. Um, and what are the particulars for this show, Mister Kube? So Chihaya Fudu ran from 2011 to 2012. Uh, done by Studio Madhouse, who've done everything you've seen, including uh, Black Lagoon, Life for the Universe, and a favorite of mine, Monster, which you can't actually see anywhere. Damn it, Fizz. Uh, Viz. <laughs> You've been playing too much League of Legends. Maybe. Viz. <laughs> Viz. Uh, this is uh, You're no Wukong. <laughs> You're right. Gosh, Wukong would be so good at Chihara Furu. 
Okay, what that if... would be broken because he could be invisible. That's not fair. Okay, we're off the rails. Off the rails. What about Goro? Go- <laughs> <laughs> From Mortal Kombat. Yeah. That's not fair at all. <laughs> or Dalsum. He could just punch you with one arm while he's taking the. He doesn't even have to try. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Oh, this is a directed by Mori Morio Asaka. He was directed Cardcaptor Sakura, uh, Chobits, Nana. Love Story and Gunslinger Girl, all very similar shows. Uh, composition by Naoya Takayama, who I've only found two other writing credits for. Uh, they did the composition for Idle Incidents and Supernatural the Animation. So I didn't know it was even a thing. Any relation yeah. to the American television series, Supernatural? I think it is, actually. Huh. I have no idea. Uh, this is adapted from a manga... <laughs> By Yuki Suitsugu, OP Youthful by 99 Radio Service, and the ED Soshite Ima by Asami Seto. And this was suggested by our very own Jorge. I think this is actually his second show? Mm, I think this might be his first. No, Unless I don't think Shirefu has been on our list that long. Uh, maybe you're right. I don't know. I'm pretty sure you had one other one. Uh, we can always look it up. Um, give me. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, I I was gonna say for the OP. Um, if if you watch any of those, um, as I am want to do because uh, I have to make sure that my favorites are on that list. I I will watch. Uh, you know, like top ten anime OPs of all time. All time, but there are some that are like top one hundred. And Chiaya Furu usually makes like solid top fifty. The for the OP for season one. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, yeah, uh, you're right. It, it it is Jorge's second one. His first one was Love Lab. Ah, uh, yes, which was a lot of fun. I think there's a, you know, I think there's something to be said for mixing up an OP, you know, every core. But there's also a case to be made for having the same OP for like an entire 25 episode run. Yeah, yeah especially like, if it's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Like if you got a solid OP, why, I mean, why change it? Or Hunter X Hunter has the same OP for 148 episodes. Does it really? <laughs> sure does. <laughs> well, I mean, so does like I mean older older anime. Um, I don't. Yeah, I think Dragon Ball Z's was the same the whole way through. I'm not sure if Dragon Ball had a like the original Dragon Ball. I'm not sure if it had a an OP. And I'm ninety percent certain that Tenji Universe has the same OP through all twenty five episodes. So I mean, like older anime, they were just like, why spend the money on a second OP? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so um, this anime is uh, a sports anime, and <laughs> I will fight anyone who says that otherwise, uh, because it's my favorite sports anime. Um, and honestly, I probably would never would have watched this if not for B-Tag, which is one of the reasons why he's on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Another reason, nobody... Uh, well, yeah, not nobody, but like not a whole lot of other people uh the 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 other host watched it um so thank you for for being on the podcast (laughs) yeah and uh just just if there was any doubt in the first two episodes somebody walks in on them playing karta and they're saying or they said karta was a game for fun no it's a sport (laughs) (laughs) so there you go uh 100 defined in the anime that we're talking about (laughs) as a sport so uh 
Karata itself is uh we should probably explain that before we dive into yeah, the, the show. Um Karata is a game uh a card game. Um that is m- like purely well not purely but mostly memory and listening skills and also, you know, speed. Reflexes. Um, yeah, reflexes. Uh wherein uh the the players sit opposite of each other with a hundred cards in front of them, each with the 50. latter half. Yeah, it's fifty. Oh, fi- that's right. It's fifty. Half the deck. That's right. It's half the deck. Yeah, because there are ghost cards. Sorry about that. So, so they sit there with fifty cards, uh, and the the speaker um, has the first half of the poem, and they are looking at the latter half of the poem, and they have to by hearing the first half of the poem. Find the second half of the poem, uh, and I would say, uh, on the floor in front of them because they don't play on a board; they play on the floor, and they have to slap the card as quickly as possible um, to to get that card as theirs. Um, there are other like smaller rules, like if you hit uh, if you hit the wrong card, like you know you misheard or you reacted too quickly and it was the wrong card. Uh, I think it's like your opponent can move a card to your side or something like that. I, I I never fully understood um all the rules for the game, but it, like basic of the basics, you know, hear hear the poem, find find its match, smack the match. And you'll see like you see in the show, like they hit the like they're allowed <laughs> to hit as hard as they can and knock as many cards as they want. Like so long as they tap the right card they're allowed to just wipe, essentially wipe the board clean, although they never do fully. It always surprises me that they would play sitting side by side because I feel like you'd just be constantly be getting hit by other people's cards the way they're hitting oh. them. And it happens yeah. in the last match of the show. <laughs> yeah. Somebody gets a card in the back. <laughs> I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often uh, when there are yeah, way more people in the room. But uh, it's it's a it's a competitive, a very competitive game. And, and like Cuba was just saying, they play matches um like these big like tournament style matches and they're like side by side until you know and they have like it uh if you've ever watched um march comes in like a lion or something like that like it's 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 class based so like you you can't face like the most powerful player in the country unless you're a ranked but like if you're like like let's say you're c ranked so if you get to the finals you're getting to the c ranked finals um and that's yeah that's pretty much all you need to know um about Karta. Anything else you guys can think of? I was just going to say that, you know, there's several matches in a tournament, so they could be playing for several hours a day, and there are certain cases where, in high-intensity tournaments, they, like, turn off the air conditioning, because they want no sound whatsoever. So they mm. could be playing for hours on end in, like, a stuffy room that's, like, they're melting in. So it's, like, yeah. it's an endurance sport as well. Yeah, where you're Japanese, Japanese humidity, for sure. Spend the whole time just concentrating, focusing, memorizing... And then have to suddenly hit something very fast. <laughs> yeah. Like like faster than your opponent. And yeah. I can't imagine. Like, one thing that struck me is like, you know, like you said, it, like the whole endurance thing. Like why none of them were wearing sweatbands. I can't imagine that like the cards weren't getting like <laughs> sweat on them. <laughs> They're very special cards. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to figure out what the cards are made out of because they're dropped in a puddle at one point and seem to be okay. Like, I'm not sure if they're laminated. I'm not sure if there's like some kind of like 
balsa oh, no, wood cards or something. They're they're like um so I've I have played uh Karta very, very poorly. Um well my teacher How far did you hit a card? I, I didn't. <laughs> like it was I, I I think I got like all of one card. Um what do you call it? And we were playing in like a group. It was just a bunch of us, like because we were like, well, none of us know how to play this game. So um and it wasn't it wasn't Karta like this. Like it wasn't po- the poems. It was you just had to find the letter, okay. which is really good for like elementary school kids yeah. or, you know, Japanese students in a foreign country <laughs> yeah. are pretty much elementary school kids in that language. Um, so, yeah, like for that one, I did much uh, like a little bit better, uh, but they were they were harder cards. Some of them, I, it kind of felt like a plastic and it, these might not be like the Karta cards they're playing, but that's what it reminded me of. Because, you know, like you said, they're they're not like cards. They're they feel harder. Yeah. Or they look like in the anime definitely seems like i mean some no, kind of one of them gets lost it's got to be some kind of plastic <laughs> one of them gets lodged in a door in one of those like you know the the uh, i don't know what they're called the sliding doors uh anyway so into this uh high intensity sports world <laughs> we are introduced to uh chihaya Ayase, uh, Ayase, who is a karuta fanatic um she's the first character we meet and uh upon meeting her uh she's trying to get people into the karta club in her high school which is really just her because it's always just one person in anime um and we're also introduced to taishi uh mashima uh who knew her knew chihaya from uh elementary school uh, and the first three episodes um, are um, looking back into the past at them in, in elementary school uh, with um, their kind of friend, kind of rival, depending on who you're talking about, uh, Arata uh, Wataya, who introduced them to Karata at a very young age. Um, these first three episodes... They kind of like they really. I think they set the pace well for the show. Uh, in in that like you get both like you know the uh intense like you know kind of karta action, but also like the fact that it's gonna kind of be a drama with you know Arta being uh poor and Taichi being an asshole, complete <laughs> <Child>. asshole. <laughs> yeah, every character when they were children is a is an asshole. Like everyone sucks. <laughs> I mean, I I say she's yeah, she's, uh, she's a pretty she's pretty sweet. Arch, like she's a Arch very sweet little girl in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you're right. I, you know what? Like that is one thing I I could say uh, that I've noticed about some other sports anime as well is, um, and this one does it really well, I think. In uh, in that, like, you'll get the character like introduction, and they're an asshole, and then after they've played a match, it's like okay, now we can kind of be like friendly rivals and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, because we we will get more characters who are introduced and we're like, man, that guy's an asshole. And then later on, you're like, all right, they're not so well, except for one. Character. <laughs> uh, which is funny that he's listed on, like he's he's one of the premier characters listed on my anime list that you could just he's see. He's one him. of anyway. the most recurring, technically, in the last half of the season. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, just kind of. I'll briefly, the first three episodes, Arata introduces uh, um, Chihaya and and Taichi 
already knew about about karata because their school has a competition for it but he introduces them to competitive um uh, karata because he's like ridiculously good and uh, chihaya is interested because she can finally have something that she's um good at like she's always kind of just been like uh her sister's gopher kind of um her sister being a like a supermodel yeah so uh chihaya is interested because because of that and uh taichi's interested because chihaya is interested and taichi's interested in and chihaya and he's also uh one of those characters who doesn't like to lose and art has better at him than oh, at that so that's an interesting point it's, it's, though with taichi because a lot of it's kind of seemed to be driven by his mom kind of pushing him to yeah. excel in everything yeah like later on when we see there's his trophy room it's kind of nuts yeah i like uh chihaya's nickname for taichi's mom mrs pressure <laughs> i think it's a very good description of her yeah she she's very much one of those um I don't know what they call him, like Tiger Mom or something like that. Yeah, so like I've kind of have a hard time reading Tai Chi on how much of it is him versus uh, the pressure, yeah, from his upbringing. So, and we'll get into this later. I, I think I think a lot of it initially is the pressure from his upbringing, but with Karata, I think that's the the kind of like the point of his character mm-hmm. is that Karata is the first time he actually throws himself into something like. Not just because, you know, he was pressured to do so, but because he, you know, like you, you see his, his character, I think, actually develops very, very well. Yeah. I don't like the character, but he has very good character development. Yeah. Um, uh, what was it? Oh, so, yeah, we, we go through the, the their three episodes as kids. Uh, Arata beats Taichi uh, without his glasses on because Taichi's an, an a-hole and steals his glasses so that he can't play karata as well um and then in these three episodes we're also introduced to uh hideo uh harada who is a teacher at a local community or a teacher of karata at a local community center i think he's like a doctor or something yep. um and he takes the kids under his wing and teaches them and they enter into a uh a team karata competition uh when they're young mm-hmm. when yeah, they're it's a, uh, little three on three genpei match where each team yeah. has 50 cards on the side rather than the traditional 25 mm-hmm. and arata pretty much <laughs> carries them i mean they do they do pretty well themselves but it's funny watching the first ones where he's just like nailing all the cards yeah it's, re- it's really not a team team game no. at first like he gives he's like arata you take the one syllable cards tai Chi, you take the longer cards and then he just takes them all anyway <laughs> it's like what's the point even designating because he's just going to do all the work yeah, i have a note to you that arta one is year every year from first to fifth grade because he's just yeah i mean he's well and they, they do they do also um do they do they yeah do they explain it in these first three episodes he is the grandson of uh what do they call him? the the eternal the Meiji? Meijin. yeah eternal yeah, master the... from fukui wataya yeah. hajime because his granddad spent ten years as the as the top Karata player, um, which is as Kube said, the Meiji. Now the female uh, Karata master is called the Queen, which I'm like, what? They didn't have a Japanese word for it. Okay. Um, 
but yeah, so that's why he's, you know, that that's their explanation for why he's so good. Not just because his granddad is the Meiji and he just inherited the skills, but because, you know, he's practiced so often with his grandfather and, and the, uh, the Karata Center at uh, the place where he's from, which is uh, where again? It's uh, Fukui. With an F. Fukui, yeah. Which, yeah, we didn't explain before. He he has a uh, like a dialect, like a different dialect based on the region he's from. He just sounds so different. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I, you know, honestly, the first time I watched it through, I really didn't pay attention to it. But you know, it's like studying Japanese. I'm like, yeah, I, there's some some things he says that I probably should understand that I have no idea what he's saying. Even my um, even to my untrained ear, he just sounds so different from ninety nine point nine percent of anime characters. It was clear he was from somewhere else. Yeah, I kind of dig that though. When they, when they, when they don't just have everyone speaking, you know, uh, quote unquote. Well, I guess what they call Tokyo Japanese, or you know, um, I, I like hearing the different dialects. Like, I wouldn't mind uh, them doing more of that. And I, I have seen, I have seen in some other shows them doing like the Akita dialect, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but yeah, so uh, they win that tournament if i'm not mistaken um and uh they go on to well uh actually before that we we find out that arta is moving back to uh fukui um yeah they uh they lose the final tournament because arta is super sick they win that their first match yeah, though, right that. i think they, win they that oh, yeah match. they lose yeah that's right they lose they overall lose the tournament that's one thing that this show does a bit too like like they'll they'll show like a winning moment, but then they'll just lose. The whole <laughs> um, not that I mind. So they will show losing moments for sure. But anyway, yeah. So they they win their first match uh, against Retro Coon and his his. Was it Retro Coon? Yeah, and that uh, yeah, he's in that three v three match. Right, right. They they lose against Retro Coon, who's a a recurring character. Um, and then they they overall lose uh the the tournament um. And then Arata has to move away, and you know, Chihai and Taichi. His grandpa had a stroke, so he had to yep. head back. Right, right. And Taichi got accepted into a like high end middle school because of his grades. And yeah, so she, so they're essentially splitting up the team, uh, and we rejoin. Uh, we rejoin them back in their high school years, um, where Chihai is uh, again. Uh, trying to form a karate club um and the first the first member she gets is um tai chi i just want to mention we didn't mention it in the first three episodes but the very opening scene the one like before they flash back to when they're kids is just chihaya with track pants with a skirt over top of it (laughs) and one is like you know they call her beauty in vain because she's doesn't realize doesn't realize how beautiful she is she's like acts crazy like she's she's like like hard like barely balancing on a chair uh yeah the whole thing is just a a weird scene yeah she's has like a bunch of tacks in her mouth she's putting up like four posters onto the poster board (laughs) i think it's a really good opener for i love chihaya's character for that though Mm -hmm. Like it's it's she's she's very unique in that aspect. Like it, you, you get a lot of like the the single like and especially in sports anime, you get a lot of like the single minded you know um, uh, sports protagonist or I guess 
yeah so like you know all they think about is the sport but it's it's it was kind of interesting to see that in a female for sure yeah, yeah. uh well it's not often we get sports anime where it doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl it's yeah. equal playing field they don't really get split up I- I mean, they do get split up in like whether or not like at the highest high of highest level, right? Uh, the highest of high levels, I guess. Because they have like, the queen tournament and the Meiji. But like everything up to that is fair game, and that that is kind of refreshing. I I I very much enjoyed that. Yeah, it's really cool, and they have like tournaments where you know there's you know tw- like twelve year olds, and then there's like sixty year olds. Yeah, <laughs> like men and women. It just it could be anyone. Chihaya at like you know. We'll, Jai at one point faces someone who's like in her 30s and then faces someone who's like in the sixth grade yeah <laughs> um but yeah so they they set up the karate club um they i i especially enjoyed the scene where they they take the uh they're taking the tatami mats to to the clubhouse um mm. what do you call it and, and the first member they get uh for the karate club uh is kanade oe who initially is uh in the archery club uh that she just joined because she gets to wear traditional japanese clothes (laughs) (laughs) Um, she's a very interesting character i i i love this character um mostly because she's a a a language nerd uh (laughs) and a like a you know uh kind of like a literature nerd um she's sees you know the uh flyers for the karate club and imagines that her and this beautiful girl chihaya are going to be uh playing karta and like sipping tea in like full fucking kimono like um <laughs> uh, so she goes to see the karate club and sees taichi and chihaya you know in t-shirts and track pants you know <laughs> sweating while they're you know smacking cards as hard as they possibly can um uh i mean like in the episode before that even though i, I want to go into it a little bit that's when tai chi and chihaya go to fukui to see oh Arata. right I, I completely skipped over that my bad <laughs> and they're like going to the uh the bookstore and he rides by his bike and chihaya just yanks him off his bike <laughs> yeah <laughs> really no, like... Ch- chihaya like he rides by and apparently he was going pretty slow because she sprints and catches up to him on the bike and yanks him off his bike. <laughs> and we uh, learned the information that his grandfather ended up dying after all and Arat is an asshole now. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Arata for whatever reason blames Karata for his well he doesn't blame karata for his father or his grandfather's death he blames karata for keeping him away as his grandfather yeah. passed away because mm-hmm. he he won he was winning a tournament and when he came home his grandfather was dead and we'll get um, the, uh, the full story of that a little later yeah 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 well uh i actually like yeah he he was an asshole and, th- and that's another thing is like arata becomes an asshole and this is like another kind of redemption thing kind of a theme in this show really and he, um, he gets immediate redemption in that episode because yeah, she uh, yeah, you know, she drops she drops her bag which has her a bunch of cue cards like make sure you ask Arata about this and this like see how he's doing like all these really nice cue cards and then he just takes his bike and starts 
somehow keeping up with a train? <laughs> yeah. Arata is both the slowest and the fastest <laughs> yeah. biker in Japan. <laughs> I mean, were they on? It wasn't a bullet train they were on. I think was it, it? I think it was a Shinkansen. Well, then there's no fucking way. <laughs> uh, it, maybe it was just revving up and it wasn't quite up to speed yet. Yeah, maybe. Hey, this, yeah. One's a, this one's for Jeff. This is how he, uh, he kept up with the, uh, the train. Hime, hime, daisuke, hime. <laughs> there you go, Jeff. <laughs> that is for Jeff. <laughs> I saw him between that show. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so yeah, I did miss that. Um, he does immediately get redemption, and and it's it's heavily hinted that he's going to be coming back to Karaka because what kind of show would it be if he didn't? Uh, and what kind of um, open ended romance? Actually, not even romance. It's <laughs> I'm gonna go into it, but I, yeah, I don't we'll think go, you can we'll even go. classify this as a romance. No, and no, think, you really can't. I think people are if they go in with that expectation, they're gonna be very disappointed. Yeah, do do not go in with that expectation. Um, um, I I like it for the for that reason. Not not like I don't hate romance, but I like the fact that like not all of the characters are completely invested. Is really just one anyway. Um, where were we? Uh, so yeah, so Canada. Uh, going back to that, comes back to the the Karuta Club, or and you know decides well that's not for me because that's you know they're not even listening to the poems or whatever. Um, and I believe, uh, because uh, Chihaya is you know very much trying to scout her. Um, Chihaya goes to her uh her family's kimono shop. Mm-hmm. I love the scene. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. And uh Kanade explains to her that um she's just listening to the poem, she's not understanding them, and, and Kanade explains how she sees the poem in her in her mind, like she can actually see them as colors and stuff like that, and explains them to explains what the, the poems mean and how she sees them to Chihaya and Chihaya. Like Chihaya starts taking notes and we get this with the first one with the Chihaya Fudu poem, which we didn't even mention that. Um, there's a there's a poem that like is specifically uh, what they call Chihaya's poem uh, because like she almost never loses that card. Um, yeah, it's the one card that she took off of Arta when they were kids, right? Uh, and the second half of or no, the first half of it starts with uh, Chihaya Fudu, which you will hear a lot in this anime <laughs> <laughs> in in a sing songy tone. Why is it never the ghost card? <laughs> that is true. Uh, oh. Yeah, and so, oh, uh, Kanachan, she just she like goes through the meaning of like literally all 100 poems because there's like a there's like a time lapse of going from, like day to night them just sitting in the store and she's just reading the meanings of all of them. Well, the with the first one and and like they do this, they've done this before in the show that we haven't explained yet. But like with the Chihaya Fudu one, she's explaining it, and you see like the 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 this large kimono with like this um kind of autumn theme on it, like it's red leaves and stuff like that. Uh, like we we see it kind of like expand and like kind of become more of the background, and they do a lot of this really neat like uh background, um. I don't know how to say it like they make the backgrounds in tune with like the feel of, 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 you know, what's going on. Like with Arata, when he's taking cards, there's like, like a water theme. Uh, we'll get more into it later, but I think they did it once when he was a kid. Um, 
but yeah so like i i really like this show for what they could what they do with that like with like background and like thematic kind of uh i don't know thematic backgrounds for the poems there you go and for the play mostly for the play but sometimes for the poems anyway <laughs> yeah and she gets the she discovers that the meaning of that poem is deep red love or at least that's kana's interpretation of it mm-hmm. so uh, she kind of like gives her the hint that she could look at that card as like a vibrant red on on the board mm-hmm. yeah uh, interesting like interesting way of of kind of bringing a character in um that kana is a uh a literature nerd and, and sees things in a different light um eventually uh they get her to join up uh um, they agree to wear the traditional that, garb mm-hmm. and that she has to do a modeling photo shoot all right right it's a uh, uh the the garb they wear oh the garb they wear usually for like the most important matches but uh kana insists on them doing it in like regular matches in like tournaments as well is called a hakuba um yeah yeah i'm a little i'm unsure of what the difference between a hakama and a kimono are kimono and a yukata yukata i know the difference uh it's it's a lighter fabric it's meant for summer a kimono is heavier you know it's colder meant for winter hakuma no fucking clue (laughs) someone someone let me know it's a sporty version it's a yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a it's a sports version of of um, Japanese attire. Anyway, um, the next character uh, we get an episode for is um, I'm going to read his name out right for the first time, but it's uh, Tsutomo Kumano Komono, uh, who is uh, a uh, nerd bear. Yeah, I was going to say a very studious person, but yeah, nerd works. Um, he is the second uh, highest uh, person in the class. I guess second he has the second highest grades in their in their whole grade level. Um, uh, the the fir- first being Tai Chi because they emphasize that Tai Chi is amazing at everything. Um, yeah, it's the, uh, the but, classic anime trope of the character that spends like 100% of their time studying is second in the class of the character like yeah. that does nothing. <laughs> right. Or that we see do nothing. Yeah. Um, but uh, for the rest of the show, he'll be known as Tsukue-kun, or which roughly translates to desk-kun, because uh, the joke is he's you know glued to his desk. All he ever does is study. Um, and Chihaya scouts him because, you know, having... Being a really studious person means that he'll have a, he'll be good at, you know, remembering all the cards. And uh, so she bugs the ever living shit out of him. Uh, and literally picks him up with his desk. And with his desk. The card to room. Drags him to the card. She cannot yeah. be stopped. Um, and she, they, they play a game for him. Uh, and he, you know, says that you know it's not going to make him any better at studying or anything like that and it's just a waste of time and he has it out with tai chi tai chi throws his desk mm-hmm. I, I like uh, <laughs> in that game I, I like it a lot he uh he b- makes them flip oh. the cards over yes yes he makes them he makes chihaya and tai chi play uh blind karata essentially 
where the the memory is even more important because they have to remember exactly where the cards were um because they can't see the the poem uh, and tai chi uses this to actually win against um chihaya because here we find oh we already kind of knew but here we it's emphasized that chihaya is mostly going off of her ability to listen uh whereas like her memory isn't as good as tai chi's um yeah because she just knows all the poems yeah yeah uh so yeah that, i like i did like the symbolic moment of of tai chi throwing the desk even though that is the easiest symbolism ever um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's yeah, not a lot of subtlety in terms of the symbolism in, in the show but no not really not really at all uh well, you can even so, so, tie that into the t-shirts a lot of the characters wear, where a lot of them are just like sayings or series of words. That tai Chi has express. a lot of merchandise with English words on it. Mm-hmm. Like Tai Chi, this episode great. is a shirt that says, things make people happy. <laughs> From a rich guy. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder what that means, director. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um, a shot at that poor sucker Arta. He can't yeah. have things. He's poor. Yeah, he has he, holes he, in his socks. He's a dumbass. So accent. he can't be happy. <laughs> <laughs> He's got holes in his in his house too from all the car to cards. Anyway. Um the final member of the the um card to club comes in the next episode. And we've actually kind of met him before in the childhood episode episodes. Um this is uh and again, this is another one I, I won't call him by this name afterwards. Uh Yusei Nishida, who uh, in Japanese they call him uh, Nikuma-kun, uh, and in, in the translation for that, which is my favorite, they just call him Porky. So, you know, listeners who's here because they like listening to spoiler casts without watching the show, I want you to imagine what that character looks like, and you're probably right. Um, he is a large fellow. However, Nikuma is the most athletic big guy I think I've ever <laughs> seen in anime. <laughs> because yeah, when we meet him, something. He, he, when we meet him, he's part of the tennis club and he's very good at it. Um, which I, I mean, fine. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting, but yeah, so he's part of the tennis club. Uh, Chihai is like, why are you part of the tennis club? Why are you not in, you know, Karta? Um, cause you know, you're so good at it. And, uh, his thing is is after getting just trounced by Arata when he was a kid, like he came to the you know quote unquote realization that um, no matter how good he is, he'll always be second best to like Arata. Uh, so he just kind of started looking elsewhere um, for activities, etc. Because he enjoyed it and was actually really good at it, just not as good as Arata. Yeah, his thing too is it's he's kind of childish in that way, and that he really enjoyed you know what he enjoyed the most were the accolades, and even in tennis he enjoys the accolades, um, but when he doesn't win, he hates the you know, obviously nobody hates nobody likes to lose, but he's takes it to kind of another level where he just kind of quits entirely, despite being so good he could possibly attain Arata's level if he practiced enough, um. But Chihaya batters, <laughs> batters him like she did uh, Tsukue-kun. Um, and they play a match. 
Um, and eventually they get him to, uh, to um, leave the tennis club um, in favor of the karate club. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Chihaya sends in the club application, and she has a little description for all the players. And I didn't write all of them down, but for Porky, her description is the roundest player in Class B. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chihaya. Yeah, Chihaya's kind of an asshole. <laughs> Unintentional asshole. I'm sure she didn't mean that mean, but. And then this is where. Uh, they they reveal that they like unanimously unanimously decide that Chihaya like shouldn't be the president and Taichi should be instead, but they kind of give Chihaya the title of captain, which doesn't necessarily have a meaning, but <laughs> right. At least yeah, Chihaya it's she thinks it does. Well, I mean yeah, so Taichi's definitely better at like logistics and you know <laughs> making sure everybody's ready for tournaments and stuff like that. So. Probably for the best. Um, this is, I, I think, the next episode. They just kind of start um, uh, practicing because they're they're going to enter a tournament, the a national tournament for uh, for five players. Um, and uh, Kana and, and Sukue are kind of uh, introduced to the fact that they are not going to be <laughs> given leeway. They're just kind of dumped on. Chihaya's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, comes up with the schedule and she's like, we're playing 15 matches a day. And then after five, like the new members were just, they were dead. <laughs> they couldn't go any longer. Chihaya actually has to like carry Kana to her house. She just like fell asleep. I did completely skip over too. Like we, I mentioned classes before, but uh, yeah, Chihaya is class a like she makes class a and i think like episode five it was she had to make class a for taichi to join the club right right she right. was in b um, and she went to a and like that was like the condition that taichi put on her on him joining the club so like uh chihaya's class a uh uh porky's class b taichi i think is class b as well yep yeah he's class b uh, so these new players are like E. What you start out at like class? It's E classes e, first. Yeah, E is the lowest. They, yeah, they so never they, specifically mentioned them as being E the first time they mentioned their class. They're D. Yeah, but that was after yeah, they were yeah. in the club for a while. That's a good episode. We'll get to that anyway. Um, but um, so yeah, so you can imagine <laughs> the the kind of rigor. Like Chihaya, like actually has to consume chocolate after matches oh yeah i didn't kind of keep... but there is in one of the earlier episodes she's playing a match and she puts up like is that is that an okay sign they say and they're like no that's the chocolate sign <laughs> <laughs> and and then taichi has to go buy chocolates but like one of the stores is closed so he ends up buying her like uh super fancy ones it, right yeah i think they're actually like a actual brand um is it i don't remember what they're called but like he buys her super expensive chocolate. Anyway, um, is that all that happens in episode nine? It's just no, the, the, episode. Nine. No, this episode's kind of important because this is where you get the uh, kind of like the first inclination of like how like Tai Chi feels about Arata and his relationship to Chihaya. Right, because that they all uh, like Kana goes like to sleep at the house because she's beat from playing Karta, but she gets wake waken up by an alarm, 
and they go out and they're celebrating Chihai's birthday. And uh, Arata sends a happy birthday message to Chihaya through Taichi. And that's when Taichi just kind of like stares at his phone, kind of like unsure of whether he like wants to tell her about it or not. Yeah, we see this a couple times. Um, one of the reasons I don't like this character. Uh, he did eventually uh, show her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he showed her like pretty immediately. He told her that she got a message from him. But the fact right. it wasn't immediate to say something mm-hmm. about their relationship. Yeah, I, I think it's it's understandable in a way, but we'll get to that later. Um, following this, uh, we get the uh the start of the tournament. Uh, we have a little tournament arc. Um, and we're introduced to oh god, what's the other school's name? Hoko Academy. Hoko Academy, which is where Retro Kun goes. Uh, again, recurring character, recurring side character, um, and uh, yeah, they. I I believe their match with them starts this episode and continues into next episode, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's been a while since I've, I've yeah, seen I these episodes. This is bef- I think the ne- next episode is when this shows up, when they show up. This when episode is the... Well, uh, I, I know they're in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the big, like, Komano episode. Because this is where the... he gets, like, thrown into a bunch of matches, like, as the sacrificial pawn to, like, try to match him up with some of the stronger players, and he just feels worthless. Yeah, yeah. And so he kind of just, like... And he, he decides he's not going to play. Mm-hmm, yeah, Tai Chi just, like, kind of lays into him and says, like, you're definitely playing in the finals, though. Like, Yeah. And so he kind of just goes off into a separate classroom, and some players just from another random school come in, and they just kind of start bad-mouthing Chihaya. And Komodo just gets, like, really annoyed. And so he runs out, and uh, this is kind of... It's in the middle of a match where... The team's not doing super well. Like Tai Chi's in the center of the entire team, trying to calm the whole team down. Chihaya's losing though. She lost Chihaya Furu for the first time in the show so far. Like she's just she's out of it, and she kind of looks up and sees Komana at the doorway staring in, and that kind of is like you know the the trigger to turn the match around. What school is this again? Um, is this is it, is this the one I'm thinking? No, I don't think this. I is think this is just kind of like a name. Yeah. yeah, I think it was dropped, but like, yeah, Hoko is the important one. Yeah, yeah. But basically, they they play a couple of rounds as four people. Uh, they play without Kamano, and they basically just took the L on one of the one of the five uh slots. I guess you forfeit one of them, but you can still win if you you still have three mm-hmm. people win. So and uh, Kana got her first win in this tournament, and that gets Kamano even more mad. Yeah, he feels even more worthless. They're technically in the same level, but like she's willing to stick it out, whereas he kind of, you know, gave up. Um, and that does pay dividends uh, a little bit later um, for Kana. Uh, but yeah, so uh, next episode is is the uh, the bigger match, um, and we're introduced to actually each character. I don't really. Uh, remember all of them that well but we do get uh more uh the the captain uh or is it president or captain whatever he is uh akito sudo yeah who yeah, is he's, a, he's something he who is uh famous for being a sadist during the match uh basically he's just an asshole mm-hmm. he's like uh, he like kind of makes like 
you know, kind of like leans his head forward to contact Chihaya. He's like, say sorry. It's sorry. And he's like, no, I'll only accept. Please forgive me. <laughs> uh, before this match starts, though, it was, it's our introduction to the retro cards, the retro cards. Oh, oh yeah, the, the tarot retro cards. has a some like future sight as far as determining what order the uh, enemy team is going to position for their match. And uh, it turns out he's one hundred percent correct. His team mentions that he has like an eighty percent success rate, but he nails it this time. I appreciate them not saying he has a hundred percent success rate. Mm-hmm. I I did like um. Like that's another thing. Like for these five v fives, you can position your players where you want them, but the other team has that ability too. So it's not like you know they can be like, oh, let's match these two players up because they're really strong, and these two players up because they're really weak, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's like random. Yeah, neither team has um, an advantage in in uh, positioning. Uh, but Chihaya gets matched up against uh, Akito. I think they just call him, yeah. Uh, his think, name throughout most of it is always called Sudo. But... Yeah, so, but she gets matched up against Sudo, and, and uh, he, <laughs> an asshole to her most of the match. This is one of the ones that were like teamwork kind of, we, we see the uh, team Chihaya, or, or uh, what do you call it? their school name Mizusawa uh, Mizusawa yeah we see the the Mizusawa like teams um teamwork kind of come out um, Mizusawa Faito <laughs> <laughs> like as as Chihaya is kind of falling behind to Sudo and and you know falling for his um uh sadistic way of playing karata <laughs> how they explained it um we we hear like you know the the other players start to uh chime in like oh i got a card oh i'll get the next one you know like like that like team karata is very different from solo karata because you know there's you can you can motivate your um your teammates etc etc very very japanese or very i'm sorry and sports anime you know moments in this episode Mm -hmm. um and we get go ahead i was just gonna say i love this episode for tai chi like, I think yes. it's a really good character episode for Taichi because there's like yes. they're falling behind pretty far, and he just like instantly gets a card the second it's being read and launches it across the room. And he goes to pick it up, and on his way back, he just kind of like like karate chops each member of the team on the top of the head. <laughs> just kind of like, wake up, we're still in this. And I think that's like yeah, well, really good for the president of that of the club. That that was that was good, like character moment because like we didn't, I mean, we, we kind of touched on it before that uh, Taichi has always been, um, pushed into these kind of things but he's always been too embarrassed to look like he show like he's you know making an effort you know to to look like he's invested in something whereas with karata like slowly but surely and right here definitely more so he's like he doesn't care that he looks stupid or you know that other people might see him as looking stupid by yelling out and you know getting really really excited for a match etc etc um uh, and we also get i was gonna say uh Porky's amazing like card take uh where wow, he he did a barrel roll yes it's the <laughs> it's it is my favorite card take of any season thus far i still haven't watched a single episode of season three though um it's so good <laughs> I, I i'm gonna start like probably either tonight or tomorrow because i have tomorrow off but um 
what do you call it? But yeah, like it, it's 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 an amazing barrel roll. <laughs> um, uh, th- this match is also where we kind of see Tai Chi's style of Karuta, which is you get a really deep like look into his mind of like this card has been read. These like there's like three cards with this starting syllable, like one of them has been read. I know to attack if it's this one. Like you just really get like his the mental aspect of it. Like his entire right. game is just all based on memory. Like not the reflexes that uh, you know Chihaya has. It's his style. Yeah, yeah. It's it's more uh, memory and, and actual strategy than than just pure reflex. Um, uh, but eventually, um, uh, they they I think they went so. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm probably going to be wrong, but uh, Tsukue-kun loses. Uh, Nishida wins? Yeah, he, he beats uh, this one kid that he played back in the day who's now made it up to A-class. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's a pretty good uh, win for it's Nishida. The, it's the three usual suspects that won, and the two new yeah, players yeah. that lost. Chi- Chihaya wins. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they, they move on to the next... Uh, if uh, The next... Um, match in the tournament Chihaya gets incredibly sick no that, that, uh, that one no that, that, that was the last match that was the uh, that was the qualifier for the nationals right oh they, that's right they move into the nationals and, and Chihaya gets sick mm-hmm. right okay. yeah, that's, that's a couple uh, episodes from now I think oh, that's right because they have practice and stuff like that and they just yeah okay and this is a like I, I really like the the post game of this match because you just uh, like what is that school again? I always forget their name. Hoko. Yeah, they they like uh they like come up to them individually and saying like this this trophy carries the weight of Tokyo because they're representing Tokyo in the nationals. So it's like all of these teams that they've defeated, they need to perform well for their sake as well as their own. Because Hoko, I yeah. didn't write it down, but they won like five six years in a row or something. Yeah, they had, they had a long streak going. This was a big shock to them. That was one thing, like, um, it was interesting to see uh, them do the whole, you know, the up-and-coming team actually won a national qualifier. Normally, you know, you'd expect them to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but and this is a, feeling. This episode, a, a meeting immediately following that tournament, they kind of go back home. And this is this is one of my favorite moments of the, the entire, like, first season, is when Chihaya's in her home, and she looks and she sees, like, you know, the... The, the books that have like there's like seven books for her sister just oh, the albums of her. yeah yeah and she just mm-hmm. kind of like looks behind or she realizes that there's a hole in the newspaper where her the car to team's picture should be and she looks behind the seven books and sees the chihaya book and she opens it up <laughs> and just starts bawling yeah that's a, it's is, a great moment yeah because it's, it's literally the first moment in the entire show that you like realize that her parents actually care about her yeah because <laughs> she's such an afterthought like for most of it and then the, here it's like the dad specifically the dad because he's the one that does the clippings like he really cares about what she does mm, right because because for the most part uh they pay attention to her sister who is a a model and going out to try and be an actress etc etc um uh but yeah so I, I think the next episode is is mostly um them training for the national for nationals, mm-hmm. um, and uh, 
this is a where Kana kind of gets her style because she starts separating the poems by season, which mm-hmm. I think is an, an interesting way of doing that. And this is the uh, first glimpse we have of the the Empress, the uh, the tennis instructor, the seemingly instructor of like every club in the entire school. <laughs> she starts to get an interest in Karta. Yeah, she's a um, oh, what do you call it? Um, uh, she was kind of the force that was at first kind of hindering the Karta club, but as the season progresses, she'll she'll become more and more of a player in helping the the Karata club. Um, and she also a, like browbeats the other teachers. So yeah, I have a quote quote written down which I love. The Empress says, uh, "Chihaya, she looks like a beautiful girl because she isn't moving or talking." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, and then uh, later on in that episode, this is where we kind of get the second half of the backstory of uh, of Arata and his grandfather. Where he, he develops dementia, and Arata is right. looking after mm-hmm. him at his house, and he kind of, like, breaks out of it temporarily, and he sees on the calendar that Arata is supposed to have a tournament, co- like, he has a tournament that day, and he kind of, like, forces Arata to go to that tournament. Yeah, he has, he has a brief moment of lucidity before death, um, which, you know, having seen family members with Alzheimer's, I can that happens sometimes. Usually by the end, it just it almost never happens. They almost never break out mm-hmm. of. But um, I liked it because I have met people who have uh, missed a death of a loved one and then just kind of swore off whatever they were doing beforehand. Um so I, I like that about Arche. It's for me, it's a very believable reason. Like, yeah, maybe he was a bit overly assholeish to Chihaya, like when they first met up, like kicking the cards and all that kind of stuff. But I like his his character made a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, this especially, is the, uh, this is the um, same tournament where Chihaya is at the tournament and gets sick, and like while it's kind of there's a nice overlay of like young Arata running to the school, like running to the school or wherever they have, they're having the tournament for, you know, that the grandfather urged him to go to. And he kind of mm-hmm. opens the door and then it reveals that he's like actually going to see Chihaya at her tournament in modern day. Mm-hmm. And Ar- and Chihaya faints and Arata is there to kind of comfort her. Yeah. She, 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 uh, Tai Chi stops the match. Um, well, stops her match specifically um yeah she's forced to forfeit she's forced to forfeit uh and and arata is is there for her when she wakes up um and she's just shocked and you know kind of happy but then she realizes oh no excuse me i was playing karata and arata's got to be like uh uh, no you're not going back out there um they come back. We don't see the rest of the tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. We're told that they actually won that match specifically, but they lost in the playoffs. Yeah, they say that they won a few, so that's kind of pretty impressive yeah. for the team, minus Chihaya for them to win win a few matches. Yeah, and then they and, lost in the playoff, and this is and when Kamano new- gets his first win. Yeah, I was going to say, the, 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 we, we get... Uh, I think um, uh, Kana said she won one as well, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, Tsukuya-kun got his first one um which is impressive at that high of a level <laughs> to get your first one uh but they did yeah they they say they lost in the playoffs which again very impressive for a 
a brand new team with two absolutely new players mm-hmm. uh, and only one player in Class A. You got to imagine that the other teams had a few, at least a few. Anyway. Yeah, um, Chi is able to recover in time for the uh, solo tournament, which is like the following day. Yeah. And this yeah. is where we get the uh, the introduction of the queen, Wakamiya Shinobu. <laughs> Who is a very interesting character mm-hmm. later on as well. But, yeah. uh, I have the uh, quote written down. She has the fashion sense of a rock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you have these quotes. I forgot yeah. about them. Uh, yeah, she has a... <laughs> She has a love for Snowmaru, which we discover is a snowman with a top knot. Yeah, it's uh, one of the one of the many mascot characters. One thing that you know, kind of quick tangent. Like one thing I like, you know, you see a lot of um, uh, real life stuff that informs, uh, you know, anime. You know, like overwork and all that kind of stuff. But like, it it made me laugh to see because mascot characters there's so many in japan and like at this point i wonder if there were that many but it's it's so it's kind of funny to see that it's kind of like a smaller thing back then like everyone's like oh what's that and only like shower's like oh my god she's got you know the snowmaru shirt or whatever it's super rare you can only get it with this this and that or whatever um whereas now like they have like kumamon which is like a billion dollar mascot from the kumamoto prefecture anyway Tangent over. Um, <laughs> a Chiha- so, but Chihaya uh, uh, plays against uh, against the queen uh, against uh, Shinobu, and uh, she gets trounced um, by twenty cards, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there's a like she took zero cards, and then at one point, like like she's starting to look really down, and then Queen is just like Daddy Bear. <laughs> she recognizes the uh, the shirt that she is wearing and kind of has like the one moment of like humanity we see from her. Like you just see her interest in these mascot characters. And then yeah. what something that happens like quite a lot during the show, if like somebody just happens to be down and out, has like no chance of coming back, there's just like a magical stroke of luck that happens that kind of turns the momentum of the match around. Mm-hmm. Like some kids just lean into the light switch. And so the lights go out, and then Chihai is like, oh, the lights are out, let me look around, and then she sees Tai Chi and the Empress sitting there watching her, and it kind of gives her like a moment to compose herself. Mm-hmm. And she still loses horrifically, but she was able to get like three or four cards. Yeah, I think I she, think got, she five. got five. Yeah. She got five. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she she gets just absolutely destroyed by the Queen, and, and the Queen's um, play style has uh, that amazing, like, you know, uh, ambiance effect, I guess, is the only way I could say yeah, it. She was um, having flashbacks of young Arata while playing her. Mm-hmm. Is she the only left-handed player we see? She might be. Yeah, she might be. Um, and I, I love ah. the the fault the the fault immediately following that match. The queen just like storms out of the room, walks to the table where they have all the names down, and she checks to like see what the name of her opponent was, and she just starts like reciting her name over and over like this is somebody who actually like challenged me and she might be a threat down the line mm-hmm. um is that it for that episode i think that's all, all uh, we, th- there's some more really uh, tai chi he reaches the class b final right uh, and he is he is beat physically like incredibly tired 
and I think it I think it might be Porky. He says that it's harder to forget than it is to remember when tired. Which which I think is really interesting. Like Tai Chi is remembering the positions of like previous matches and like he's not able to forget like the matches that came before. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like hurting him in his current match. Oh, so was he was he class C or is this the no, class A? Like, this is the class A. B final to get to A. Right, right, right. And uh, I like he, yeah. he loses and looks over to, for support from his team, like thinking that they're going to be there for him and cheering him on. And they're all just like on their knees crying. <laughs> and I think it's really funny. He's looking for like some positive emotion to like cheer him up after a tough loss. And they're all just way more down than he is. Because he played really well all day just to get that far and yeah. almost won. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's pretty and brutal this is uh that's kind of the what kickstarts their uh they, they decide that they need to start running because they they as a team do not have the stamina that these other teams have and it's starting to hurt them um episode uh, 16 fall- a recap yeah a recap episode with some fun little i don't know what to call them uh they're omake okay you know, those class, yeah, just... that classic episode 16 recap episodes that all anime have. <laughs> such a weird place for that to be. But... <laughs> well, like two thirds of it was even recap because like a third of it was just like little skits and like four coma style. Yeah, Omake. We find out that the entire car at the club would like to date Kana because, I don't know, because well, she's cute. Tai Chi, I love Tai Chi's response to that, though. He's just like, you guys just want to date her because of her breasts. <laughs> and they're like, no, she's cute. And you can imagine going on a date with her, whereas Chihaya would just want to play cards for the whole <laughs> fucking date. <laughs> we also see Nishida's, or Porky's, uh, sister. Sister. <laughs> it looks just like him with pigtails. <laughs> she's the one who prints all of his t-shirts. Uh, and she, she made the t-shirts in order of of how much she liked the look of of the players so uh sukue kun is is number one and tai chi's the very last (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah like and this episode ends with them each kind of describing the members of the team as a uh, as a phrase (laughs) oh yeah kamano gets described as a smart cookie kana gets described as brains and beauty which uh komana calls her that uh, Kamana does, and she kind of blushes. There's, there's kind of maybe something between those two that never develops. Uh, Kana calls Tai Chi easy on the eyes. Tai Chi calls Chihaya fools rush in, <sighs> and Chihaya calls Porky mutton dressed as lamb, which uh, whatever that means, <laughs> who knows? Mutton dressed as lamb. No idea. Uh yeah. So episode sixteen, if you if you're, you know, again, listening because you like spoilers before you watch a show, just skip around this one uh till you get to the the you know little skits. They're they're fun. It's it's worth watching. Um uh, episode seventeen. Random um, relay race. Yeah. That was yeah. fun. <laughs> uh I'll... so the the uh it's it's like uh the all the clubs are competing in a relay race, um, but they have to, like, in, instead of using a baton, unless you're the track club, who get to use a baton, you have to use a thing that represents your club. Yeah. And for the Karate yeah, Club, that, 
It's a card to card, which means the basketball club is shit out of luck because they have to carry around a basketball. Yeah, basketball the baseball bat would be easiest. Both have just they have to carry a basketball and a soccer ball respectively, which must be terrible in a relay race. Yeah, it must be the most cumbersome thing in the world. And yeah, the baseball team just has a full-on baseball bat that they have to pass. Easy. Why not person. a baseball? Let's <laughs> <laughs> go with the tennis racket. Oh God. That's a it's a lot more manageable than any of the others, mm-hmm. excluding yeah, the they, card. And the did they get anything baton. for the race? I don't. I think really it was just recall. advertising for yeah, their club. Yeah, that's right. That's what they wanted to do. It was because they wanted to advertise, but they didn't get any new members because the whole school knows Chihai is a crazy person. Um, <laughs> and this that uh, relay race gave more like like more screen time to. Uh, Porky's incredible athleticism somehow because <laughs> he just runs the anchor leg and just tears past everyone. Uh, and of course, uh, we got uh, Kana running, which you know people seem to enjoy. <laughs> uh, 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 it, this one was is them practicing for uh, the the qualifiers for like the like not for for team but. Um, uh Nikuma and Taichi are practicing for uh A class and um Chihai is practicing uh for the, the, the Queen tournament. And then Kana and Komodo are practicing to get to the C class. To C yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like this uh this this was another uh, insight into Kamano's like intelligence about Karata because Kamano has a like detailed chart of the four quadrants of the the Karata map, and he's just like he tells Chihaya like, you know, they take sixty nine percent of the cards from this side and like three percent on this quadrant, like zero percent from this quadrant. So like he he really knows the tendency of the players in the in the club. Yeah, uh, the more they fleshed the characters out, like you said before, with with uh, how they they took a look into how Tai Chi um, plays Karata versus Chihaya, and, and you know we get Kana's seeing the poems as different things. Like it, it really is a very diverse cast. I think uh, that's the one thing I I figured, I, I liked a lot about uh, the main cast. Mm-hmm. And we get another uh, really good Empress quote in this episode where she walks by the library. Ayase is in the library? Do they keep manga in there? <laughs> she just could not believe that she was reading an actual book, which I really enjoyed. She, she was reading a book of poems, right? Yeah, like she, the actual poems. Yeah. yeah, she got another, like Kana, I think, gave another spiel about the meaning of the cards, and she decided to go in there and read the meanings. This one was, the spiel this time was about uh, two female poems, uh, both both in the same region, like about the same region of Japan. Um, I think particularly like a very reed heavy area of like a, a lake or some body of water, uh, but they're in different seasons. So she sees them as different. I think it was like different variants of green, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, And then for, for whatever reason, the only thing I remember about that conversation was she's like, there's more prostitutes in this time or something. So it's a bright <laughs> green. And I'm like, what? Like I don't, I don't see the correlation. Yeah. That that is that's one of the things that like we were discussing in uh, the uh, the um during the group watch is uh like uh having you know been an English major like uh, interpreting English poetry is is a little bit easier well vastly easier for me because I know what colors are supposed to mean in English 
to English like and like some colors are like do have overlap like red for love and passion etc etc um but green for prostitution that one threw me for a loop and like like so like uh, interpreting Japanese poetry like I could probably translate it at this point or at least some of it but like interpreting it is so far beyond what I can do right now because I have no idea what that's supposed to be <laughs> yeah I, I could maybe see that as like a paying for sex and money is green but that's only like American money like yeah I don't know if Japanese currency is green like any part of it so I have no yeah. idea like when I think the color green I think of envy in terms of like interpretation you know like what you would interpret and i'm like eh, that doesn't make any sense so yeah uh, an interesting insight if nothing else into uh japanese analysis of their own poetry um i don't know if it's important or not but in this episode we learned that tai chi broke up with the girlfriend that he had <laughs> yeah. it was kind of like passed over pretty quickly in the episode if i recall correctly well the 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 other members of the karate club are in and react like what the hell it was that was like that was the most nothing breakup ever we only see her once yeah i guess it's just kind of him just doubling down focusing on karata and mm-hmm. just his love for chihaya <laughs> well he he also treated that particular girlfriend like <laughs> like like um as I said before, like he was, you know, kind of embarrassed to throw him into and himself into anything, and he was, he very much treated that relationship like he was embarrassed to be anything more than uh, in a relationship and name only. Uh, there's um, another also important thing in the, in episode seventeen where this is where we get the uh, Doctor Harada tells Shihaya to stop taking cards with speed, mm, which yes. immediately comes into play in the following episode. Yeah, it really throws her off. <laughs> um, but in the next episode, yes, uh, Chihaya is uh, in a tournament, uh, on, like one of the many qualifier tournaments they apparently have uh, for uh, the the Queen tournament, like to, to be qualified for the Queen tournament uh, at the end of the year. Um, and she plays against a, what I can only describe as a 30-year-old Nico Yazua. Uh, I think thirty-year-old might be generous. I think she might be a little older. Uh, Forty-year-old Nico. Between she's forties, Japanese, she's probably like seventy. <laughs> <laughs> she had she's wrinkles. Got two so. young daughters. There's exactly. no way. <laughs> Precisely what I was thinking. <laughs> you're not. You're not wrong. In in many senses, you're very much not wrong. Uh, what was this character's name? She was uh, Sakura-san. Sakura Sakura Kunai. Something. Yeah. Sakura. Okay, so yeah, she plays against an, an older woman who's who acts like like she's an idol, kind of uh, very she says very cutesy things, and um, but she's she's playing against uh, against um, Chihaya, and I, I think one of the main things that sticks out to me because and it sticks out to Chihaya as well is she goes, oh, I'm just playing against somebody who's just fast. Um. Like who doesn't who doesn't have any strategy? I think is what she was going for. Yeah, um, like a day after she was told not to take cards with speed. Yeah, and now yeah. here she is trying to like take things more slowly, and her opponent's like, oh, "I get to play somebody with only speed. Lucky." Yeah, that 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 was her thing. Lucky, like she just says that over and over again. Um. 
Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, because I didn't take notes on, on this, and I probably should have, but she loses this one. She does. But this is where yeah. we, uh, Chihaya starts kind of like like uh, messing around with her position on the tatami mat. Like this is where oh, she right. like, moves back like a bunch of lines to kind of like uh, you know, change up her style a bit. Right. Probably not the best time to try and practice that in an actual important match, but you know she gets valuable experience out of it. Um, oh yeah, it says Kanai Sakura has thirty five years of karta experience, so she's got to be at least thirty six. Yeah. Uh, this has one of my this episode has one of my favorite like running gags, but it, it's only a running gag for this episode. Like it happens twice. <laughs> uh, Chihaya says you're cute, which Sakura responds, "I know," and then Chihaya says, "Oh, she knows." Yeah. Okay. So I I fucking love that too because that is so not Japanese. Like for one of my final exams uh, in. Uh, one of my earlier Japanese classes, I had to sit down and um, uh, and uh, uh, what do you call it? Like essentially have a conversation with my teacher and, you know, had to respond. It was all very basic Japanese. Uh, but one of the comments she gives you during the, the, the exam, she goes, oh, like, you know, oh, you're really good at Japanese. And I told her before that I'm going to do something very not Japanese because she told us kind of what to expect. And I said, oh, I know. I, I, I said, <laughs> and like, so that kind of made me laugh that there was a Japanese person who did that because, you know, the typical response is, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, I'm not, no, I'm not really that good to, to be as modest as possible. But that's why I, as annoying as like the kind of oh lucky lucky thing was after a while, I like that character for that, <laughs> for being a very different type of Japanese person. Um, but yeah, um, other than, uh, other than that, I don't think a whole lot else happened. No, this is this, this beginning is the, of the uh, final yeah, matches. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like this is maybe my least favorite episode specifically for that Chihaya match, but then it's also like my favorite episode because it ends with like the realization that it's a Tai Chi versus Porky class B final and a class D final between Kana and uh, Komano. Yes. And the next episode is my favorite. It is very good. I, I, so I loved, uh, like, I remember watching this the first time and I was thinking nothing is going to beat for me. Episode 11. I loved the, the team match and all that stuff. And like, like we were talking before Tai Chi's character development right there in that match. I'm like, God damn, this is a good show. Episode 19, I was like, I was completely fucking wrong. This is amazing. Yeah, um, this is the, like, if you don't, if you haven't grasped the rules of Karata yet, this is, like, the Karata strategy episode. Mm -hmm. And it is incredible. I have mm -hmm. almost no notes on this, because I think I'm just watching it. There's nothing really to write down. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got some I stuff. Got pretty, I got pretty absorbed in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it kind of, it kind of immediately cuts to, like, uh, like the the class D final between Komano and Kana, they have there's about like fifteen cards on the field, or, or maybe I think there's like twelve actually. Like Kana has two, Komano has ten, ten, and he does the like the strategy thing I've been thinking about the entire show. He puts all ten cards together and just bets that the next card red is going to be one on his side, and he just hits mm -hmm. every card at once. Which I just yeah, cause, love because it's been something I've been thinking about like the entire time watching the show, and finally somebody did it. Because yeah, they mentioned in the rules that as long as you knock out the correct card, 
you're good. It doesn't say anything about it has to be the only card you knock out. <laughs> and you, yeah, you I, see multiple cards fly all like all show long, but this is the first time it's like every card on one side gets knocked at once. We should also explain the reason he's doing this is because Kana is up on him. And he's like, well, the only way I can I can catch up is by doing this. And it's his strategy. And it, it works out pretty well for him at first. Yeah, because outside of dead cards, like there's 12 cards on the field. He has 10 of them. She has two. Like if a card on the like that isn't a dead card is red, you know, it's a like one in six chance that it's one of his cards or like a five in six chance that's one of his cards. Yeah, it's in pretty good shape. Yeah, so he, he's willing to, to risk it all on that. And uh, it's he, not, he gets pretty far. Mm-hmm. It's not he a winning like strategy, but it gets you back in it. Yeah, yeah. He it, it was really just that. It was really just to get him back in the game because he was so far behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then the uh, the class A final or class B final just comes down to one card on each side. That it was uh, so good. Uh, both, it was so good. Both on their like you know closest row to them on the right side, and there's down to like ten lines being read. Like a bunch of there's a bunch of dead cards left, and like each one has like, I, I think the one on porky side there's like two cards left that start with the same syllable but uh but tai chi has a one syllable card on his side he has like the swift card which is one of the like seven one syllable cards and then it's just it's they they say it's a 50 50 like proposition and they got a bunch of uh ghost cards red mm. before uh but tai chi starts to like like starts surprising uh porky by like you know, like lunging out for the card rather than protecting the card on his side and hoping for the 50 50 he's like actively going for the other card yeah this is like this is the biggest like defensive battle we've seen so far like they've talked mm-hmm. about defending your card but this is every time a card is read both players have like their hand blocking the one card they have i, I think it's just like a fascinating way to to watch right um but yeah excellent excellent episode because of the how close both matches are. Well, I guess the the Class C final, or well, Class D into Class C, um, was um, not as close, but it was still very good and super duper touching when uh, when Kano wins. Um, and then the the same with the the Class uh, Class B finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, tai Chi ends up losing. He uh, yeah. loses the fifty fifty. Porky's card gets red. Tai Chi almost gets the card, but you know. Porky barely has to move at all to get that card, so he wins. Yeah. Uh, Kana and Komano advance to Class C because, like, winner and second place usually. I had the top means three move up from Class C. Or... Yeah, top three. Yeah, top class three C, from Class D then... go to C. Mm-hmm. And then normally in Class B, like, if you get first or second in a couple tournaments, like, I think if you get second twice in a tournament, you move up, but winner like automatically moves up. So Porky moves right. on. And under most circumstances, Tai Chi would too, but that kind of comes into play a little later. Yeah, well, it comes into play in the next episode um, where uh, Chihaya's grades aren't great, so she has to <laughs> she has to study, but she really, really wants to go to... Actually, there are, ter- there are two tournaments in this episode, if I remember correctly, because... No, no, I'm thinking about before. Yeah, we didn't cover that. We didn't cover that... Um, that uh, Tai Chi and, and Porky had gone to a tournament before to try and get Class A, and they'd both lost. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, uh, I want to touch but... on something immediately following that match. There's a really good like heart to heart between Tai Chi and Porky. It's really mm-hmm. good. 
where Porky just says like, you know, tells Tai Chi like you're the only person who's called me by you know my actual name, like you have respect for me, and Shihaya overhears the whole conversation. And then for the rest of the episode, attempts to call everybody by their real name and not her, like, insulting nickname for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I like that everybody on the team just kind of says, like, that's just you. You're an airhead. Like, we don't want you to try to, like, adjust. Just keep calling us by our dumb name. Uh, the next episode, uh, the, the whole what you what you talked about before, you know, if you if you make second multiple times, um, you're, you're eligible to advance uh tai chi uh goes to a tournament uh in a neighboring prefecture and um uh does not win uh, that's actually where we where we get that right because him and uh Haruda sensei are are talking about it and he he says i would rather make class a by winning um which I really, really enjoyed that about Tai Chi, mm-hmm. and especially because Haruto was go- like Haruto was going out of his way to like break the long-standing rule of that card to society. Mm-hmm. Like it has always been, you need to win a tournament to advance in that specific society. But he's like he realizes how important it is to Tai Chi, and says like, you know, I know you, all you've been wanting to do is go to Class A to you know work to be with your friends, and you know we can. Like we'll change this rule for you specifically right now if you want me to. And Taichi's just like, no, not happening. Yeah, that was a, it. Was a good moment. I mean, and it, it pretty much cements that Taichi will not be in the Meiji tournament um, this season. Yeah, that was um, the final one. Right. Uh, but it, it it was again a, a good moment of character development for Taichi. Uh, this was also the Arata was in a tournament in this episode. Mm-hmm. He ends up losing to Hiroshi, which is the you know the college student at the uh, society that Shihaya goes to, and Shihaya is watching him. And this is what you alluded to earlier with uh, Arata Arata's movements being like water, mm-hmm. just kind of like swiftly moving through water. And Shihaya is watching, describing her experience of watching him play, and the quote specifically from the Crunchyroll subtitles, "Like I was gulping down soft water." <laughs> so there you go. Take that what you will she's just sitting there like dumbfounded when tai chi comes up um she's watching his uh arata's match um also we get a good so, uh, uh uh tai chi's talking about arata and he says this is a, a quote from tai chi part of me didn't want him here but deep down i'm celebrating so tai chi like he, he realizes that he's actually friends with arata and is happy to see him like finally you know back playing Karata, but like his initial thought was i don't want him here he gets in the way of being chihaya yeah he's he's that's one of the, the good things about that character is he's super conflicted uh he's he's much more um nuanced than than chihaya or artha for sure where both of them are are very much just you know karata 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 that he's he's mm-hmm. got more going on for him for sure yeah like I, I don't know. There's certainly been times in my life where, like, I I would like I'm happy for my friends doing something, but I know that them doing well at something is like affecting me negatively, personally. You yeah, know, for like, sure. In, in like a sporting event or something. So I, I I understand where he's coming from. Where it's you know he's happy for his friend, but he knows that it like he might get in the way of his own like love for Chihaya. So he's kind of you know isn't quite sure how to feel about it 
Yeah, no, he he's a very human character. <laughs> like, and, and I won't say like uh, Kana, Tsukue, and Porky are pretty human too. It's it's Shihaya and <laughs> like to a lesser extent, Arata. Arata feels fairly human. He's just you know just reserved. Uh, he's just extraordinarily talented. Uh, Chihaya is the one who's like, there's <laughs> something wrong with you, girl. Uh, <laughs> But but yeah, he's like Kaichi is is that balance, that the re- very humanizing balance to Chihaya's um, uh, extreme love for Karata and nothing else. Uh, it, uh, so the next the next uh, few episodes deal with um, a, a tournament as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this is where Chihaya makes her hair bet with Sudo. Yes, yes, because whoever loses first has to shave their head. Because he's a sadist, he has to bet the girl uh, that, you know, she'll shave, that the, the one of them will shave their heads. Uh, and uh, Chihai, is this the one where Chihai actually plays the the grade school kid? Yep. Yeah, she's <laughs> the, in the, the fourth. Child prodigy. She's in the sixth yeah. grade. But she, she fucking, rank at fourth grade. Like, at first, she, like, she kind of uh, tweaks her strategy once again. Um, in this uh, match, uh, at first she's losing to the kid, um, but uh, Riri has her name. Uh, right, um, but eventually she, uh, as I said, uh, tweaks her strategy and and um, is able to beat uh, Ririka. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I enjoyed about this, uh, it, it's not like a character change for Chaya, but like she comes out and you know the. There are people just talking about how, oh, maybe Ririka's not the next queen, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, she comes out and yells, chocolate! <laughs> um, yeah, th- this match was really good because, like, before the match, is like, I heard you're fast. And she kind of gets excited about the prospects of playing a fast player. Mm-hmm. And, like, midway through the match, Ririka's, like, makes some kind of comment about how slow she high is. Or, like, how disappointed she is that, that she isn't faster. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, you see that she is basically Chihaya when she was younger. Just right. all about speed and reflex. And midway through the match, Chihaya just flips that switch. Yeah. I think she sees... Is this when she sees Harada through the window and he's like, kind of like mouthing like... It's, yeah, he goes, it's okay to speed. go fast. Yeah, okay to yeah. Go fast. yeah. And so midway through the match, she just goes back to her old self and just dominates with speed and just crushes her for the rest of the match. Yeah. And it's kind of... You kind of get the, the sad part of, you know, the people saying that, you know, she's not a prodigy after all. They're calling her, like, the next queen. Like, she's losing to this random. Yeah, yeah. And you, you kind of start feeling bad for Ririka. That's what I liked about Shihaya, though, is that, like, her, like, there are there are good things to say about a character who develops and changes, but there are also, like, I like Shihaya for the kind of just sticking to, uh, also for sticking to one character and just being, like, you know, um, that kind of person who wants to preserve people's love for Karuta. And, you know, she sees this as like, oh, well, she's just going to hate Karta now. Um, and like doing it in a, a very non-confrontational way, which is kind of not like Chihaya. Speaking of but... confrontation, her next match is up against the former queen, Yamamoto Yumi. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is <laughs> this one. This is my least favorite match. Oh, I love this match. This, this might I be just, my favorite. It's so annoying. Because it's this, so I, annoying. I this is like... As somebody that's played a bunch of sports, like this is a person I have seen so many times. <laughs> like this is the most realistic portrayal of a like a sporting player I've ever seen. Okay, so so I agree with you there, like for sure. 
my problem is is that they try and make her like sympathetic later and she kind of is but like okay so so in this match you know she's uh very down initially uh the you know the former queen and she's thinking back to her match with um with the the current queen with shinobu and like one of the lines she says is i couldn't even play my type of karuta and my thing is, is in the, the Queen and Meiji matches, which we'll get to in a bit, but like, you know, I have to kind of describe, they have like instant replay and like the, the you know, it, people are laser focused in on this match. And I'm like, well, of course you couldn't play your style of, because you couldn't BS your way into, into getting cards. So I'm not at all sympathetic to this character when she says I could like Shinobu was so good. I couldn't even play my type of Karuta. And I'm like, yeah, of course you couldn't play the complainy. I get my way because Japanese people are unwilling to, you know, to, to, uh, to confront people who are being confrontational. Like, I'm like, I, I can't, I can't enjoy this character. I, she's very like, you're, you're not wrong. She's very much a, a sports player, but she's banking off of the Japanese. I, I don't want to say docile nature. Cause that's not always true, but like, you know, the, unwilling to to push too hard kind of the mentality yeah you're, you're right she makes it seem like like she specifically says that her style is like unbefitting of like the word queen like like there's a kind of respect that comes with that queen title and so you know you can't have your queen being like somebody who argues every call but yeah you're right about the replay thing there really is instant replay so kind of uh yeah so I, I, i'm wondering i'm wondering like how she she won in the first i'm I, I, she i'm she was probably just better than the, the the queen before her, but yeah, she yeah. was only queen for a year, and uh, and then Shinobu just decimated her um, the year after. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we yeah, get so, her nickname the legendary contest Yumi. Yeah. So essentially, what we're blathering on about that we haven't gotten to just yet is uh, eventually Yumi um, uh, kind of you know finds her motivation to play and um her thing is is every time it's even close even a little bit close uh, of who touches the card first she will like absolutely contest the card like say oh no my hand came in at this angle so i'm clearly the like or oh my pinky grazed it right there like so i was clearly the you know the first person to touch it and she will like argue it so vehemently that the other player is like, well, maybe I was wrong because, you know, they're just focused on their speed, you know, and they're not, so they're not focused on anything else. So they're like, oh, they start to question their own, you know, um, their own remembering of the, the, you know, the card take. So, um, yeah, I, like she loses to her, Chihaya loses to her. Um, but I just, I, did not like that match. <laughs> yeah, I think the reason I like that character, where in contrast, like contrary to uh, Sudo Kun, like you know his style is to be you know like an asshole during the match, and there's nothing outside of the match that like says otherwise that he isn't an asshole. Like mm-hmm. nothing about Yumi strikes me like outside of Karata strikes me as like her being a bad person. Yeah, like like she seems okay. like a nice person, and it's it is just one hundred percent the style like in Karata that she thinks gives her the best chance of winning. Yeah, because she yeah. doesn't have the, like the lightning quick reflexes. She doesn't have like the world's greatest memory. But like this way of playing, she knows that she can get in the opponent's head. And this is absolutely like I don't know, another very relatable thing is like you know playing like soccer or something. 
or basketball, I'm the big, I was the biggest asshole in the world. Like I, I don't, <laughs> I don't talk outside of sports. Like I, I'm pretty quiet normally, but in a game, I was incredibly loud, vulgar, just in everybody's <laughs> faces, trying to throw them off. <laughs> so maybe I relate with this Retag, character a little too much. I I need recordings of your games because I cannot. I've met you in person twice, and I cannot for the life of me imagine. You, I mean, I I'm not gonna say you're a saint, but like I've I've heard you say bad words before, but I'm just like I cannot imagine you being like that at all. No, it's just I don't know. It's just I my think I get enough of that playing league with you. Yeah, yeah. That that comes out a little bit true. for sure. Yeah, because I I just I like winning. So I mean, you know what? I get this way very for sure. relatable. Very, very relatable. <laughs> yes, I guess I just I can't like put myself character. in her shoes. So I'm like, mm. I like I could put myself I can like thinking about that, I could put myself in that shoes because I do like winning. But like I don't know. I guess Going that I guess far I, to win. Yeah, I think I would just get discouraged. I think that is a that is definitely a failing of mine, is that like I if 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 I I'm one of the I guess I'd be more like Sukue kun. Like I'm not lightning fast i uh i'm not i'm not i don't have a super memory so i think i would just get discouraged but yeah no i i can definitely see why you like the character i mean that definitely paints her in a different light uh, but yeah so going back to the episode <laughs> yeah she, little, she does lose which means she, does, yeah. she has to shave her hair off does not happen i'm gonna spoil that <laughs> uh because i just like how the next episode busy starts with studio coming up and asking for a phone number so that they can text him a picture of her with a shaved head. <laughs> her bald head, yeah. <laughs> but Harada Sensei is uh is a bro, uh is amazing, um, and he kind of doubles down, and you know says, "Hey, we're 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 playing uh our next match against each other. So if I beat you, that bets off." Um, and I we didn't really talk about it because you know like it doesn't come up too often. But Harada's Harada's uh. Um, Karate play is amazing. I love Harada he as just, a character. He just yells while <laughs> he's taking the card. <laughs> and I love that about him. I mean, it would be kind of annoying if I was playing opposite him, but since I'm not, I think it's hilarious. Um, and I, I like that, that his, uh, his uh, rival teacher, who is uh, Nishida's uh, Karate instructor, <laughs> like, <laughs> hates how loud he is. Um, but yeah, so Harada Harada wins her hair back, so to speak. Yeah, I have a, I have a couple quotes from this episode. Uh, early on, somebody calls Tai Chi hopeless, and this is the first time he verbalizes his feelings for Chihaya. Like in quotes, he says, "Yeah, I'm hopeless, hopelessly in love." <laughs> and it's it's the first oh. time it's like actually been vocalized. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I know what you because because before it was like he himself like it wasn't vocalized because he himself didn't really want to acknowledge it mm. and then uh pseudo after harata beats him he calls harata he's an intelligent bear <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Which I, I like quite a bit and then uh yet another uh like of like uh the the, the entire team's talking and they're talking about chihaya and like so after somebody mentioned how beautiful she was <laughs> and kamano says after spending all this time with her she doesn't even seem that beautiful anymore <laughs> I love this running theme that she's like the most beautiful character in the world, but then anytime she does anything, everybody's like, oh, she's weird. That's not Yeah, once you get to know her, her it's like, oh, you're a weirdo. <laughs> no, thank you. Um Yeah, so so Chihaya loses, uh, but 
uh, Harada gains her hair back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Hiroshi also loses, like Harada's understudy, and cries yeah. in Harada's lap, which is the first that time was... he's shown any emotion, really. That was a very touching scene. Yeah, I like that a because, lot. Because, like, he's he's not, t- he's, like, a, at the end of the match, he's joking and, you know, trying to put on a brave face. And, and as soon as Harada comes up to him, just stone face silence, he just breaks down. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And Like, this, go ahead. I, I just, I like this because they, like, Harada has been a, a stabilizing presence through the entire show. And you, you mm-hmm. know that, like, it's not really, go, like, gone in too much, but. They never say that he's like a former champion or anything, but you just know that it's it's always been his dream. Mm-hmm. So during this tournament, you know, he's like fighting through. He's he's like super tired, like his knees hurting. Like he's he's like two more matches, only two more matches. And he, yeah. he ends up barely losing the semifinals because he's worn out. Hiroshi gets to the finals. He loses, cries. And when he's talking about it, he says like the reason he got to the finals was because Harada like... Like he used all of his energy to tire out his opponent. It's like Harada just like used all of his energy to like tire out the next person that like Hiroshi was gonna face. Which is <laughs> kind of like a, a nice thing. Like Harada, you know it's his dream personally, but it's also his dream to have one of his understudies like become yeah. a master or a queen. Yeah, he's he's such a cool character because he's he really is like a like a Karatha father figure to a lot of these um a lot of these players. Uh, same for his his rival, uh, kind of on the other side, but we don't see him as much. Mm-hmm. And then um, Yumi does end up winning the uh, the queen challenger spot. Right, right. Um, and I think that episode, it's either the start of the next episode or the end of this episode. Everybody has their uh, their class party. Oh, right, for their Christmas and, Eve. Mm-hmm. And you just mm-hmm. kind of see like each class the the Karta players just kind of like are each somewhat miserable in their current position. Like Tai Chi. I, tai Chi's around all girls and he's just like, uh, I don't want to be here. Well, he like, was fooled. He was told yeah, the whole yeah. class uh-huh. was coming in. The, the the girls from the class just invited him. Um I did like uh Chihaya and Sukue are are in the uh are uh come on they're in the same class. Um so they they you know get to hang out at their class party and Poor, poor Kamono comes up to her and he's like, he's he's so excited. He's like, yeah, um, I'm, you know, people in class are actually talking about uh, talking to me, even some girls, although they only wanted to talk about Tai Chi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, you poor guy, for fuck's sake. Um, but yeah, yeah, like you said, everybody's kind of bummed out because uh, they would, you know, at this point, they would much rather hang out together than uh, hang out separately. Yeah, I think Kamano says something about you know, if you want to like always be spending time with somebody, they're your family, kind of yeah. thing. And then that episode ends with Chihaya calling Arata and them kind of having a conversation, but not really. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like this whole season is just leading up to more and more contact with Arata because <laughs> mm-hmm. Arata is also at a class party or a, a party for his Karta society, and it's just super loud, and he can't really hear anything. And he goes outside to hear Chihaya, and she says like three more words and hangs up. Yeah, she says how great phones are, that she can hear his voice, and then she hangs up on him. <laughs> how romantic. <laughs> um, but uh, Yumi, uh, Yumi plays against the queen uh, in, in the next episode, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the entire card to club goes to uh, Chihaya's house, or uh, Taichi's house to, uh, to watch the matches. Because he's got a big TV. Mm-hmm. Which is another 
another great scene of just like a great showcase of how like annoying his mother is. Uh huh. <laughs> like she really is terrified of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's another kind of like slight romantic tension of Tai Chi inviting Chihai into his room, and then all of the rest of the club comes anyway. So it's kind of not a big deal. Oh. <laughs> And like before they come, the they they have the door closed and the mom bursts in saying it's oh, rude yeah. to leave the door closed. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Anyway, uh, yeah. So they watch the match and um, most of uh, Yumi's um, Karta Association is at the match. Uh, Porky's is you know with Chihaya and the gang, uh, but they're all there watching and uh, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, Yumi loses. Uh, we before I actually um, I mentioned that uh, Shinobu. They make a point to to emphasize uh, she's put on quite a bit of weight since the last time we've seen her in the show uh, because she ate an absolute ass ton of ice cream to get enough stickers for a uh, what was it called? Snowmaru. Snowmaru. Snow. Yeah, for a snowmaru, it's like a like a handbag. Honestly, yeah, um, I didn't catch this the first time because. I assumed it was like uh, Tamako from Silver Spoon. Uh, Cuba, you've watched it, right? I don't know if mm-hmm. Carl's has. Yeah, no, I haven't. Uh, it's she, on the it's on the list. Like she's thin during one season, and then like big the next season. Like, like her her weight shifts seasonally. So I kind of like I always assumed that's what happened with Shinobu, but I didn't realize until rewatching it this time that it was for that contest specifically. <laughs> and then I don't know if she ever gets big again. So that's kind of like a, a funny little joke. It's better than the uh, there's a what's the show uh, Kiss Him Not Me, like where a, a character's weight changes in an episode. Um, but, but, but yeah, so uh, Yumi loses, and there's a a fairly touching scene, as you said. This this is where I the one part where I find found her uh, a bit more sympathetic was um uh, when she uh, talks to her um her karata instructor and thanks him and says she, you know, wants to keep going. She wants to try to be the queen again next year. Um, yeah. I, I really like that. That scene. She's just kind of like laying prostrate and, you know, telling her to like lead her back to this position and mm-hmm. do everything that he can for her. Yeah. The whole society's there for her. It, uh, it was, that was a very touching scene. Yeah. Which especially because like in all of the episodes leading up to that, like she always seemed like somebody who is losing her passion. Mm-hmm. And so for her, like even after losing that devastatingly again to the same person, like she still has the passion and desire to get back to this level. She is a twenty-four-year-old office lady at this point. You know, she's a adult. She's got a mm-hmm. life and a living, and you know, does she have time to play this game anymore? Um, we also we we also get the the Meiji, uh, match. Uh, but we only get that briefly. Yeah, we don't um, see any of it until Shinobu wins. Yeah, yeah, and we get that the Meiji is also because everybody at the top levels of of Karata are weirdos. <laughs> I wrote he's a that weirdo. The Meijin is some kind of crazy Karata Superman. Yeah, he's he's a, he's he's a Karata X Men. Yeah, um, like, uh, yeah, Karata Gambit. Karata Gambit. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, like I love that. Like they don't even. They don't even like let you know that that match is happening simultaneously until Shinobu gets hit with a card in the back. Yeah, it's just like, oh, the other match is happening like 
right now. Like, I think they, like, I, I just assumed it was going to happen, like, immediately following this match. Yeah, space them out instead of having them, because then, like, which one do you watch? I mean, to be um, fair, like, that's, like, the entire show has been all the final simultaneously. So I guess I don't right. know why I would think it would be different, but. Um, but the, yeah, the, the, the Meiji, uh, can hear syllables before they're uttered, um, specifically more so with a certain reader, um, what we haven't really covered, but the readers are, you have to be of a certain rank. Uh, I think you have to be a rank and, you know, have so much experience and you have to read the poems as they're meant to be read in Japanese, which is why I've said, you know, like in a sing-songy voice, I'm not going to do it right here because I'm not Jeff. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> V-Tag will do something, it. Something. Yeah. They never get but, that far, V-Tag. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cheat. Slap. <laughs> and you, you say this is like, you know, he's like the car to Superman, but like Chihaya has had this quality like for almost the entire show as well. Yeah, but he has it to a to a, a different extent. Like mm -hmm. you know, he they he says like uh, there are multiple cards that he can he can get on just the first syllable uh, rather than just the regular first syllable cards. Yeah, there are seven one syllable cards for him. There are twenty eight. Yeah, and in the and following then, episode, they say Chihaya has twenty one syllable cards. Yeah, based on Kamano's data, figures by yeah. whatever tendencies he's seen. But uh, and they specifically uh, say that like this is a quality that like all of the top players have like you know they they show Shinobu's picture and everybody else like it's just like, the game sense of some of the top players like it's not yeah. just Chihaya and Suo are like the super players of the game that are the only ones mm -hmm. that are able to do this. Yeah, I mean, I made that comment also before that was revealed. It's just like <laughs> it seemed really crazy what he was doing. But yeah, once they talk about what why he's that good, yeah, it makes sense. Um, I, in context, I, what I love, we've seen, I guess. I, I love his relationship to the reader too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like he actually, he actually thinks I, I forget what her name is, but he thinks you know the reader's name, and he goes, "I love you." And then you see her like kind of freeze up and be like, "Because uh, like I guess like she specifically is the one who you know when he hears her voice, he knows exactly what to go for." Yeah, that definitely doesn't come out of nowhere. Like, you know, there's these long tournaments. A lot of them have the same readers. Like, I, you can definitely see how some people might be able to pick up these syllables a lot quicker than others. Like, if they've you know been hearing the same reader for a long time. And they do say, you know, there are only a handful of readers who can do the Meiji tournaments, the Meiji and Queen tournaments. Uh, but yeah, so Suo, Suo retains his title as Meiji and everyone's... Every, I love how everyone in the society is like, can you please please be a little bit more professional. <laughs> like, cause I guess he's a, uh, he's a Ronin, right? Like he's, he's not, he's not a, he's not in college. They say he's in college. He hasn't graduated. That's right. That's what it is. But he's, he's, they're just, they're worried because like the, the position of Meiji is, is occupied by somebody who is seen as a, uh, uh, really, I don't know, slack character, really lackadaisical. I don't know. He, he's not ideal yeah and the uh and the entire karate club looks like somebody died after watching the match like they're all like sullen like downtrodden there's like looking at the floor like I, I don't know maybe just depressed thinking that like this is such a high level that they'll never be able to reach yeah 
and uh, everybody leaves, and then there's a really like a really good phone call between Tai Chi and Arta, just kind of like mm. discussing like strategies, talking about the master match. I, I don't. Know, I thought I thought it was a really really good scene. It's kind of like they're breaking down like how they think they could beat him, like what he's doing, and what, well, how do you uh, combat someone who's that good at picking up the once one and two syllable cards? Yeah, and it's another. Like another showcase of like Tai Chi is friends with Arta. Like yeah. as much as like the as much as Chihaya complicates things, like they're friends, and that that scene really shows it. And uh, Arta's mentor, who has just like Yumi, has been like falling out of love with Karta because he got beaten down by the by the master. He kind of comes back to Arta and was gonna play a match with him. So it's like he kind mm-hmm. of got his passion back, maybe. And uh, and that's where we're at with the show. Yeah, it, it ends with the Empress uh, arguing in a like administrative meeting, like of of the school that like everybody wants the like I don't know is it the band? I think or it's the, like the wind instruments. Yeah, cl- like wind like ensemble. Some musical club wants to take over the club room, and she's really adamant about them keeping it. Like you know, they made nationals. They're a great team. They're only going to like be going higher and higher. And they say. You need to get five new members to keep that room. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're moving to an empty classroom. Yeah, her argument is that you know the Karta Club needs absolute silence to play, and that that building is um, ideal. Yeah, because it's kind of secluded off the main campus. Mm-hmm. And, and I I love the progress that that character made. Like, yeah, Empress. Yeah, from just being somebody who's just so like against them playing it in the first place, and then she just like. You know, she was going to hand off the duties of being, like, you know, the advisor. advisor. Like, she wasn't going to go to the tournament. She was going to give it to that guy who just wanted to, like, see, like, a, what it was, it like, a flying car thing. Like, whatever the hell he wanted to see. Like oh, it was the, uh, the uh, like, the Red Bull uh, Birdman yeah, yeah. competition. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to see that in person. So that's the only reason he was going to go to the car to club. And then she's like, you know, on second thought, you're going to have to watch that from home. I'm going. And she just, um, you know, after watching all these matches, you could tell that she just loves Karata now. Yeah, no, and it, it even ends like I, I love the way it ends. Like you know, that kind of homage to the very beginning where Chihaya is once again like they're they move into the next year. So uh, Chihaya is a third year at this point. Yeah, uh, second. Um, she's a second. I'm pretty, is, is I'm she, pretty sure it's oh. second. Oh, that's right, Kasuka and yeah, they're, yeah. So she's a second year, and she's once again. Um, in her school uniform, but with uh, sweatpants on underneath her skirt, precariously balancing on a chair, uh, tacking up some Karata posters, and uh, Empress comes up and yells at her like she did in the ep- first episode um, about, you know, showing some modesty and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But then, oh, and being safe, uh, but then tells her uh, to put up a second Karata poster in the free space below it. <laughs> yeah, I love that so much. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, if there's one thing I could say, yeah, there's a lot of progression in this in this show, Um, which I guess we can move into uh, what some of our favorite because that that is the end of the the first season. Um, Again, watch the second season, but we can move in from there into what some of our favorite aspects of Chihaya Fudu are. Uh, I'll start. I just think Karata as a game is very interesting. Mm. Like as something that 
I literally knew nothing about before watching this, like, you know, however many years ago. Like, it just, it, it, they explain it well enough and not in a, you know, like, I, I watch a lot of sports anime where something like Baby Steps, I love it as a show, but it, it just explains tennis in, like, the most, like, preschool way. <laughs> you know, they spend, like, just, they spend, like, seemingly hours dedicated to, like, explaining the simplest things. And this doesn't really, like, it tells you how it's played, but not, like, a, maybe it's because it's something I didn't know at all previously, so it doesn't bother me. Like, it does, like, a sport I actually know. But I feel like they explain yep. the sport well enough, but they don't beat you over the head with it. Yeah, yeah, they definitely go in the weeds in this, for sure. I mean, we're never going to get to this level unless we're, we all become fluent in Japanese and, and then memorize the poems. But, like, like it was complex enough to where I was like, okay, that's interesting, but, like, easy enough to where I wasn't completely lost. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they did a really good job of, like, really laying out each player's individual strategies. You know, you have people that, you know, separate, you know, kind of separates cards by seasons, like, Chihaya was initially just a speed person. Tai Chi memorizes like, you know, what cards have and haven't been read. Yeah, because you know, no right or wrong way. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. I love that there's all these varying strategies. You know, uh, Yumi is like confrontational, tries to get into the enemy's head. So does Sudo. Like, there's just all these different viable ways of playing that each you know different player adapts whatever one they think works best for them. Right. I I will say. Um... I kind of leading into that too is uh, one of my favorite things about the show. And I've, I've talked about it before is, is the development. I feel like every character, most every character um, has really interesting character development, even Chihaya to a lesser degree, mostly in her strategy, mostly in her strategy. Like she's, she has pretty much the same throughout. Uh, yeah, but she's, tai Chi she's is an airhead from beginning to end. Yeah. Tai Chi, especially, um, uh, uh, Komano, I think, actually does really well going from you know studious kind of desk shut in. To... He even gets to the point where he doesn't even care if he's like first in his class anymore. He doesn't care about that. Like, like he doesn't mind being you know lower in the study ranks. Now. Yeah, he stops looking down on people. Yeah, he starts looking uh, like at at his team. Like the whole the the family like the family speech. That was where you're like, holy shit, Komano is you know 100% invested uh i mean you go you already knew that beforehand but it's like hearing him verbalize it was interesting mm-hmm. um uh kana yeah she she comes uh she's she's got a, a decent amount of progression porky a little bit i mean i mean i also changes. think i don't think kana changes too much like as a person she her no. is also changing as a strategy like she's always the shrewd businesswoman who yeah. just likes yeah, yeah. like fancy outfits and she doesn't really change much from that. Yeah, Por- Porky doesn't change as much either. Uh, although I will say that both of them, despite not changing, uh, like even like the uh, no matter the character development, uh, almost every character has a very touching moment in this show. Um, Kana does when she uh, Kana, uh, Kana does when she uh, wins the tournament. Uh, Porky as well when he wins his, um, and every you know all of his development with his. Um, with his Karata association and stuff like that. Um, yeah, like the main characters, like they do a very good job narrowing in on these main characters, but also, you know, bringing in reoccurring second characters that you, you don't, you don't forget about. Like, um, yeah. yeah, there didn't, yeah, there is a lot of, 
progression from secondary characters that they didn't really need to go that far into, but they they put in the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Empress and characters like that. Yeah, Yumi, Harada. Like, Yumi has like three episodes of just nothing but character progression. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get into it, but they also kind of went into Shinobu's backstory. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. We didn't go into that, yeah. But yeah. With her fairly messed up situation. It's very odd yeah, anyway. That's pretty messed up. Yeah. And she was also yeah, I... kind of like treated badly in the same way that Arata was. You know, kids hiding mm-hmm. the all the card to cards from her and But I, I, I really liked I, I liked her character despite she's she's a, a weirdo. Um maybe I liked her because she's left handed and I'm left handed too. Sinister. But, uh, <laughs> us us sinister people gotta gotta stick together. Um it's gotta be hard being left handed in Japan. <laughs> anyway, um I'm trying to think what else. Oh, I you know, I, I can't I can't leave the you know what I enjoyed about the show without talking about those moments of fucking scene transition of, of scene, like when, when they're playing and you see, I, that's what actually really made me fall in love with the show when I first watched it, because it's so awesome. Like it's so well done. Um, like the first time, I'm not sure when the first time we see it is, but for me, like my, my first, the first time I really enjoyed it was episode six with Kana and the, and the, the kimono and the um you know her seeing the poem now you know in a different light um but definitely when they play too like when arika plays i love watching that i think it's really cool uh the way they do uh i guess you could say animated ambiance like that's the best sure. way i can describe it um i like i also don't think the uh you know like i another thing of sports anime like you know ace of diamond or Kuroko or something like the same game goes on for like Yawamushi Pedal like one tournament or one one race went on for like 30 plus episodes like I, I don't feel like any match in the show like dragged yeah not prolonged at all yeah, yeah like, I think there was no, the... there's maybe like one or two matches that like went more than an episode and it was, it was because a whole they episode. started it was like half of like, one half of another yeah like they started in the second half of one episode and finished in the first half of the next like it was never a long drawn out process um all right. Uh, so, inevitably, with the good, there must come the bad. Uh, what were some of the things we didn't like as much from Chihaya Furu season one? I'll let, uh, uh, I'll let Eric go first because I'm not going to have much <laughs> negative to say. Yeah. I think, um, I think for me, I didn't necessarily enjoy the Karta matches a, like, a lot. Like it's fine, um, but I was mostly here for the characters, and I got a lot from that. But like the matches themselves, um, which took up a really large chunk of the show, because like I'm kind of in my head, I'm comparing Chihirafuru to Marchums in like a lion, which probably isn't fair coming from me, <laughs> and like. When I think about them playing shogi in March, they play shogi maybe like ten percent of the time. It takes up very little screen time in the series. Well, like in Chiarafuru, they do spend a lot of time in the matches, which from a sports aspect is better. But um, I don't know; it, it just didn't work as well for me. You didn't like the shogi matches in March? 
No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that's what no, some of my favorite parts. I, I love the Shogi matches in, in March, but uh, they're also done differently because, like, I don't know how Shogi oh. works either. I mean, how would you compare this to, like, Big Windup? I Because I I, I, this is as formulaic as, like, formulaic sports shows go. Like, it is yeah. through and through a sports anime, so I, I think it is kind of unfair to compare it to, like, a character drama that isn't, mm-hmm. like, primarily focused on the sport. Yeah. Um, it definitely is... Yeah, because Big Windup, you get in the head of all the people, all the strategy, and whatnot. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I still like the matches. I'm just trying to think what did I like, not like as much. Um, and I think it's also uh, with the poems, maybe just my lack of understanding of, or just not knowing the poems. You know, I basically, I, I hear them making the sounds, but I'm just not picking up on uh, how do I describe it? The meaning? Yeah, I guess like my just basic unfamiliarity, and I did appreciate. Uh, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Um, for me, no negative in this like. I like. I will say I like. Well, from what I remember, because I haven't gone back and rewatched it, I like season two a bit more. Yeah, um, I'm finding. I found it very hard to distinguish what happened between season one and season two. Like, I feel like most of the things I remember of the series as a whole happened in season two. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, same. But rewatching this, like, it made me realize just how many things happened in the first season, and I. Yeah. Like, it, uh, it, there's I, a lot. I will say I'm 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 glad that the writers of the show, or more specifically, the writers of the manga, didn't didn't opt to try and split the difference and make this also into a romance. Uh, as we've talked before, yeah, it's, it's a very open ended. Um, if you're going to call it a romance, a very like, like, or triangle, I guess it's, it's really just Tai Chi interested in Chihaya. Maybe Arata is too, but he's really more focused on his own thing because he's got his own thing going on. And Chihaya is off in her own damn world. Um, We'll see if I had a complaint and I love the character of Shihira. I love this character, but she is a little unbelievable at times. She is a teenage girl and it is a little odd that she picks up on absolutely zero of the signals Taichi sends her way. Um, but that's a that's a super like I'm trying. I'm I'm really trying to pull stuff here because uh, I don't want this all to be <laughs> uh, unadulterated praise, although, you know. People who listen to this podcast uh, will might argue that all I ever do, or all we ever do, most of the time, is unadulterated praise. Uh, I I really can't think of a whole lot. Like, like I don't I didn't want it to be a, a romance, but maybe an acknowledgement every now and again. Like I feel like the most acknowledgement we get from Chihaya that you know there might like that she might understand that Tai Chi might you know be interested in her is uh. Uh, the brief moments um, that she's in her room, she's in his room alone. Um, but that's broken up fairly quickly. Uh, yeah, I can't really. I, it would really be like splitting hairs to say, <laughs> I wish they'd tell me how, how Porky is so heavy yet so athletic. <laughs> 
<laughs> but like that's splitting hairs. Yeah. Yeah. Look, a lot of like linebackers in football. They're big yeah. guys. I've seen a lot Vegas of uh, halftime really shows at like professional sporting events where there's like a 300 pound rotund man doing like cartwheels and backflips. Jesus Christ. Where like okay. I'm 160 um, soaking wet and can't like walk 10 feet without getting tired. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I, uh, I don't have a whole lot of badness. I I loved like I didn't know what Karato uh, was when I, when I first watched it. I ha- I hadn't started uh, taking Japanese classes, or maybe I did. I don't remember. Anyway, but I didn't really know Karato all that well. Uh, but I'm very much interested in it afterwards. And like I don't know, maybe it's just the language nerd in me that likes a game that's both you know memorization and poetry that i just think is awesome uh plus awesome characters awesome character development in most of them um i don't have a whole lot bad to say i i guess it is like you said kind of formulaic so it get it can get a little aggravating to be introduced to a character and know okay you're going to be an asshole for a little while but then they're going to make you sympathetic to me or if not sympathetic at least you're going to come off as less of an asshole after the match um but even that i can't, I can't really call that something i i hated it just yeah it's just something that's annoying because after you figure it out you're like okay this is the formula i can't like you know you're expecting you know now to to come around on characters um which is fine for a show that's like about the real world like in a show that's like more fantasy, it's okay to have villains that are just villains. They don't all have to be, you know. They don't all have to have to have a redemption arc, but it just it just becomes a, a little um, expected, or yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, there's not like there's definitely not any drama as to like there's really not like is Chihaya going to win or lose this match? Because you know that like in a sports show like the main team has to lose to then get stronger to then win after. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you, you never expect her to like win all of her matches and become queen immediately. Yeah. So there's not yeah, really yeah. much drama in like, Oh, is she going to pull this one out? Like, cause you know, probably not like she's not going to somehow beat the queen now, like in a non like main tournament. It also seems like comebacks are pretty difficult in Karuta. Like getting that early lead seemed very important for a large majority of the matches. Yeah, like they they definitely made it seem like like when uh, Kamano tried to make his you know ten to two comeback, like it was just ge- a guessing game. Yeah, it was yeah. Just throwing caution to the wind and hitting every card on his side because it's the only chance of him getting back into it. I think that's like I, even though I knew, like I like you said, you do know that like there's no way she's they're gonna win all of these, or like you know you said, uh, uh, there's not a whole lot of chance of you know a comeback. Um, I think it still does a good a good job though in its tone of of kind of keeping you invested. Mm-hmm. Like I I can't say I was ever like okay get get the fuck on with it. I'm sick of I'm sick of sitting here. I I when I know what's going to happen. Like I've I've watched sports shows where I'm just like oh god, just you know, just get on with it. I'm sick of watching this this match. Um and I think that's one of the things that ties into what you were saying B-Tag, in that uh the matches aren't aren't you know, several episodes long. So you're not just like, okay, get on with it. 
Because they're going to get on with it. And it can only be as long quickly. as it takes to read 50 plus poems. Yeah. <laughs> At the Not longest. even that. Yeah, it would be, <sighs> yeah. be really bad if you knew that a character was going to lose a match and then that match lasted like five episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, well, what's the point? Yeah, it's not like we saw... We, we pretty much never saw a full match, technically. And it's not like you have a scoreboard saying exactly how many cards each side has. So, with that... Um... Ask the question that we usually ask in these things. Uh, how does this stack up to other anime that we've seen in this genre? Let me get um, to my long list of negatives first. <laughs> oh, do you, do you, oh, did you still have negatives? I thought you'd, you'd, you'd <laughs> no, no, exhausted. It's not a long list. list. Uh, first off, I just want to start off with a little bit of a rant on like genre tags on places like my anime list. Ah, uh, touche. Like mm-hmm. if a female, if a male character likes a female character, it is not a romance. Yeah. like yeah. you do not have to put romance in your tags and give people the impression that this is going to be something that goes somewhere in the show they're watching mm-hmm. like it is just it is incredibly misleading information and i feel like if people go in with that pretense like oh this is going to be a cool romance like you know they see a romance tag they see like you know a female character interacting with a male character in the first episode and it's like oh they're they must be getting together in this season and then, like, nothing happens. It's not the fault of the show. It is the fault of the people who put the romance tag. Um, On this... Uh, do they have more tags? Because I'm seeing drama, game, Jose, school, slice of life, sports. Oh, well, maybe. Maybe it's not on this, but... I, I do feel like it is thrown in... T- I've seen people describe it as a romance. Oh, no, for sure. And I, I think and... if you recommend it to, like, somebody, like... Like, if somebody recommends you to this, if you ask for a romance and you don't like the show because it didn't have a romance, it is the person who recommended its fault. It is not the, like, the material. Because I, I fully yeah. expect this romance to go somewhere, but, like, as it stands with the the episodes that are out now, like, you cannot describe it as a romance. You're just going to upset people. I'm just, like, I, I'm 50-50 on it, on it going anywhere because Chai is so oblivious. <laughs> that is true. But... but... But yeah, she's, but, she's like, you know, she, uh, she she'll eventually grow up. I mean, she ha- like by un, un, uh, by definition, unless she is killed, she will eventually, you know, balance out hormonally and become an adult. So yeah, uh, Eric might be with me on this, but she's very much like Luffy from One Piece. Yeah, like she is almost <laughs> like totally a completely that, yeah. asexual character who is so like incredibly focused on her go- own goals that she doesn't even think about like the opposite gender at all. Yeah, Luffy's a really good comparison for her, actually, now that you mentioned Does, it. it oh, so, you guys can answer this, having watched and or read One Piece. Um, does Luffy age at all, or no? He, there's a two-year time skip. Okay. So he goes from, like, 17 to 19. I mean, that's not really... So he, but he doesn't get any older than that. No, or 15 to okay. 17, not quite sure. But, yeah. Yeah, but he he has literally never shown an interest in the opposite gender. I mean, it's 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 honestly fine too if you make an asexual character. I mean, yeah. but it's pretty clear that Chihaya has the capacity to have feelings for, you know, the opposite sex. She's just mostly, you know, Karata focused, and and that, it's a big sporting thing too. Like, you know, people who dedicate their lives to something, like some that is their life. You yeah. know, like they they see that dream through to its end, whether they succeed or not, and then afterwards they start their life like socially, romantically. So, mm-hmm. Like I can definitely see, you know, it's not unheard of for somebody to like 
you know, focus the first 20 years of their life on reaching this particular goal without really thinking about, you know, the opposite gender or the same gender, whatever, yeah, whatever no, orientation sure. they are. Yeah, like mm-hmm. So it's not like a, she's not like a crazy, you know, outlier character. Like she makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think the one thing I'd say is that they, there's an over-reliance on just like, just crazy events shifting momentum. Which I mentioned earlier, yeah. like leaning on the lights <laughs> to like give people time to like, you know, calm their nerves. There was one where like you know the the head of the other Carta society like you know, opened up the window because the window was getting all foggy, and it kind of like let the air flow in, cooled down the room, let people you know calm down again, you know, yeah. let them survey the surroundings. Like there's just there's multiple instances of that happening where like momentum is one is entirely one sided, and then something like random happens and it's like oh well the money the money shifted now like now this character doesn't have the upper hand anymore like now this character is on the attack just because somebody leaned into the light switch <laughs> and like that's fine as like a funny one-off thing but when it happens like multiple times it's like all right this is this is kind of dumb like she's yep. losing a lot when's the character gonna like you know when's a something gonna fly into the window and spook everybody and like it can't be this easy who's pulling the fire alarm like you know <laughs> like something's happening like there you know there's gonna be a momentum shift caused by some like crazy external stimuli like which that that kind of bugs me but you know outside of that i love the characters i think the game is super enjoyable i don't really have much else negative to say mm-hmm. uh in terms of going back to the question, how how the the show stacks up uh, to other anime from the genre, I've uh, never been much for most of the sports anime I've watched, um, so this sits at the top for me. Um, that being said, uh, the score I give it uh, isn't indicative because like, I n- n- the score I give season one isn't the same as the score I gave season two. And honestly, I'm going off the score that I gave when I first watched it because I, I do have it scored on my anime list. And I'm just going to stick with that score. Um, <laughs> and you score it as bad. an entire like cumulative series, right? Like all 50 episodes? I, I scored it as, well, I mean, like there's 25, like, because I, yeah, I guess I would do it that way. Yeah. So if I did it that way, the score would change. Yeah, I'll do it that way. For because, for, for you guys. I think of it as Chihayafuru. Like I, I don't really yeah. separate the seasons. Well, I, yeah, I, I guess the, the reason I did that is is because it was different seasons. But yeah, you know what? Good on you. You've you've changed my score um, as because because we're not going to like, you know, for those of you out there, we're not going to watch the second season. Uh, the problem is, is is in a group watch setting, um, uh, people kind of fall out, you know, not by any fault of their own. They They have other stuff going on. They fall behind. They feel like they can't catch up. Uh, and by the end of like Chihaya Furu, which was 25 episodes, we had like, <laughs> like four people out of like mm-hmm. the, uh, we had a lot of people start this one yeah. and I don't want the second season to be me and Cuba just <laughs> watching by <laughs> ourselves. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just, you know, heads up for when we start scoring this, I, I'm going to score this cumulatively because, uh, and you can blame B tag for that. But, um, <laughs> yes, this is my favorite, uh, sports anime period bar done um so that might kind of color you know what you think but like i have watched other sports anime uh i i still haven't finished haikyuu i didn't hate haikyuu i watched 
like halfway through. I got caught up in school stuff and then I just haven't watched anything else. So maybe that will supplant it because I'm told great things about that show. But um, as of right now, Chihayafuru is absolutely 100% my favorite sports anime. And I just, like Carlos, I think you know the uh, the thing I'm referencing, but there's a pretty funny scene in the second season with a like opposing team. Do you know what I'm alluding to? Uh, the, uh, the opposing team that may or may not be foreigners. Oh, yes! Like, the second <laughs> season has some memorable stuff in it. And I'd yes, encourage yes, anybody that at all enjoyed the first season to continue at your own pace. Mm-hmm. No rush. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Go through it slowly I, I binge, and finish I season through, three when it's over. Binge that. I, I binge through both. Remember, I think I think you, you told me to, like, you'd recommended it. You'd recommended this and your favorite show of all time. And I couldn't find the, you know, your favorite. So I watched this one and I, I ended up binging all 50 episodes in like a couple day span. Also, it's nobody tough. else, nobody else has watched it, so they won't get it. But Chihaya is very much like uh, Megumi or like, you know, like Nodame uh, from Nodame Kitabele. They're very similar <laughs> characters, except, you know, Chihaya is like a, you know, an actual beauty <laughs> when Nodame isn't. Yeah, but they're very much the same, like airhead kind of so character. So, what, what you're saying, B Tag, is that you have a type. <laughs> I didn't realize I did until now, but rewatching this really made me think of the similarities between those characters. <laughs> yeah, you know, but one actually has romance that is deserving of the tag romance. <laughs> uh, for me, I'd have to say Jairfuru is in line. With a lot of sports anime I've seen. I haven't seen that many sports anime. Uh, I'm a big fan of watching real life sports. And a lot of me feels like real sport storylines are interesting than fictional ones. Because crazier stuff happens. Um, And so for fictional sports shows, treading that line of believability can be tricky. Because if like certain sporting events that have happened in the real world if you see them fictionalized uh you'd say that no way that would never happen so mm-hmm. just something more it's more incredible when it's real stuff so that's why i have a big barrier of entry for sports fiction in general um even though like one of my favorite shows of all time is sports uh so i come back to for me i watch sports anime for the characters uh the characters are everything in sports anime for me and thankfully i really loved a lot of the characters in shihara furu but i don't it it, if i was to rank my favorite sports anime it might be like fourth or fifth but again i haven't seen that many understandable um i like the list on haiku i'll put it that way (laughs) uh what do you call it uh yeah to be fair i've 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 only watched a few um and most of them i've dropped sports anime um but but yeah uh okay so is this a show i i feel like we already know the answer for two of us so cuba is this a show that you would recommend to to i don't know to other people obviously the sports anime fans um maybe but maybe uh, but like just to like other people like hey i like anime hey you should watch shihayafuru yes no I'm not sure how I would sell it. 
that's yeah, that's a it, thing it, about it. It is a tough sell. Like, or it isn't. I feel like this is a show that like somebody who is already into anime. Um, yeah, but I don't like, know if this is where you'd start somebody in anime. No, I mean like like farther farther into anime than like you know there's always the, um, you know people who watch, um, just shonens and stuff like that, and that's fine. But like I'm people who. I feel like people who have watched a bit more than than just you know, right, shown in anime or stuff like that, and and maybe because there there is a bit of a, a bit of knowledge of the culture that you, you're going to have to that you kind of need uh, before you just jump into chaya food, or otherwise you're going to be pausing a lot and and mm-hmm. and opening up Wikipedia or something. Um, yeah, I think I. I would still recommend it too. Yeah, I'm not sure who I'd recommend it to. Um, yeah, it, it's it'd be a it'd be hard for me to. I don't think I'm the person to sell this show to anybody else. So me personally, I probably won't recommend it, just because I think there's other shows that are kind of similar that I like a lot more that are easier for me to recommend. I think you can you can give a person uh someone something like I think I'd say give this show like three episodes get through the the childhood arc, and if they if they still like it through that then they're gonna love the rest of it. Um, I don't think it needs too much setup because they explain a lot. Yeah. Um, I do just say like maybe a little a little bit of uh, cultural knowledge would would very much help uh, going into it. Uh, I want to I want to say some stuff about uh, stacking it up with other sports anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, as somebody who's seen like literally dozens, mm-hmm. like most sports anime that have come out, and anybody has seen, I have seen. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I don't know. I cannot overstate how important how concise the matches are to me. Yeah, like it it is twenty five episodes. Like I know Eric has just watched Haikyuu. You know that's like three seasons. There's like. There's, you know, like, uh, Tsukashima and Haikyuu gets so much character development in the third season, where I feel like every member of this team gets, like, not equivalent character development, but they get, like, a, enough character development for you to care about them in 25 episodes because these matches are so short that they have time to focus on the characters. Yeah. Like, I, I, there's so much, so much is done in this, like, one season. You know, there's so many tournaments, there's you know, multiple trading arcs, like, I don't know, I just, there's, it is so, like, tightly packed with, like, you know, just everything is in there, so many matches, so much, you know, character interaction. And we're not just following Chihaya, like, the whole club, everyone gets their times, uh, their time to be focused on. Yeah, I I just feel like I I came to love the characters, like, I I don't, I'm not going to say, like, you know, Porky is a character I enjoy more than, like, you know, most of the members of Q or something. But there was just, I don't know, just I came to at least like all of, like most of the characters in a quicker time in this than I have in like most other things. Because there's not like a 10 episode match where I'd come out of that match like, oh man, that was a hype match. But if, but like in this, I can think of things that happen in each episode, like something important happened in each episode in like 90% of sports anime there was a 10-episode stretch where it was one match. And yeah. I could say, like, that match was hype. 
know, like the third season of Haikyuu is like basically a match. Like that is a hype match, and I can remember some things about it. But like when you when it comes down to it, it was a match. You know, like oh, did they win or lose that match? That's what's important. Like there was cool things in like you know in that match, but in this every episode, there's something outside of the the actual sport that like intrigues me. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a little bit of character growth in each episode outside of the actual just like matches which i i personally find like really exciting i think there's a there's a level of strategy in each match each character with their own strategies i don't know i just think it all comes together into like a really nice package for like 25 episodes i just feel like so much happened in it and it only like builds onto that as the next season goes on i agree yeah like um maybe i'll i'll bring that up when it gets my scoring Okay, well, speaking of that, uh, it is time to score this one. Um, and uh, we'll, uh, I, you know what, I'll, I'll go first. I'll go me, Cuba, and then B-Tech. Uh, and um, I, so, again, given what, what B-Tech said about scoring as a whole, I, I agree, that makes more sense, especially since I have seen it all. So this isn't technically fair. Uh uh but um yeah you can't i can't really separate the two in my mind and i probably wouldn't be able to separate the parts of season three that i haven't watched if i had watched them uh so for me this is a five out of five because this is um this is my favorite sports anime um and honestly i couldn't have put it better than how Tag just put it right now so yeah just five out of five uh and uh Kanachan best girl and and Porky is is amazing for the reason <laughs> that I just can't explain how athletic he is. <laughs> uh, so I've kind of waffled on my scoring for this. Like I think right we finished episode twenty five. Uh, I was kind of thinking one score, but I think even just talking about some of the stuff that happened earlier in this series just kind of reminded me how well done so much of it is that i I was kind of waffling between a three and a half and a four but i'm i think i'm gonna stick it at a four out of five um knowing full well that i do plan on watching season two and because of the way these kind of thing shows are i'm pretty sure i'll like season two more that's just the trend for sports anime for me. It's like the longer they go on, like usually the more I like them as everyone kind of gets just more time, uh, just bigger developments happen. Yeah, no, definitely understandable. Especially since, like I said, I, I, yeah, I, so, so kind of going back, what I was going to score Chai Furu season one was a 4.5. Um, and then, the season but putting them together and it's really hard because like 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 you said b-tag uh going into this review i was remembering stuff that was happening that happened in season two and i'm like wait i can't mention that that hasn't (laughs) happened yet so yeah it it is hard especially when you watch both um it it would be like us doing a a a watch along which i might make everybody watch of uh show again roku roku shinju and trying to score it without thinking of season two right um like i know what you're talking about like to go back to march comes like a lion mm-hmm. i yeah, love season sure. one 
Season yeah. one's really good. It's like a good four and a half. Yeah. Season two is just like the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Season two blows so like, you right the fuck out the water. So <laughs> like, um, yeah. Would I score March based if we're like reviewing the first season now? Well, it's the foundation for the second season. How do I separate those? It's, it's, it's just all establishing stuff. And that's kind of what this felt like to me is like we're learning the players. We're learning the stakes, the, the game, everything is just, it just feels like a lot of setup right now. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing really complete here. This is not a complete show after one season. So I don't or feel like seasons, I can really... Apparently. <laughs> yeah, or apparently. I heard there's a third through the grapevine. <laughs> really <laughs> fascinating. B-Tag um, and his grapevine. <laughs> so, like, as someone who hasn't seen any more, I don't really feel like I can score much higher than a four out of five. Like, I liked <laughs> no it. But yeah, there's just no... There's no... It's all set up. It's good no setup. No shame in that, and it's and good we'll, setup. we'll honestly get into some some people who, some of the people in our community didn't like it as much, which you know, I mean, to each their own. Uh, B Tech, uh, yeah, this 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 is a pretty easy five out of five, five and a half out of five. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's no dominic anti levels. I don't Fair. think anything's reason there. Uh, I don't know. Just piggybacking on what I what I said before, just like adding on to it, like this does not have the highest highs of anything I've ever watched, but it has like no low lows. Mm-hmm. You know, like the first few episodes, it's like, wow, everyone's an asshole. I hate everyone. Like two characters <laughs> are like at all redeemable. Like these people should die. <laughs> but like, I don't know, like outside of that, it's like, you know, as soon as that flashback ended and you kind of, you know, there's, there's humanizing moments in that flash in the flashback. Like you don't like Tai Chi isn't redeemable as a child, but he, you know, he slowly builds himself up as an adult. Like Arata has his rough spot with his grandfather, but comes back into like being likable towards the end of the series. Like, it does not have the highest highs, but it has no low lows. It is consistently mm-hmm. good or great, which is yeah. like the most important thing when watching to me. Like people remember the worst parts of something and they remember the best parts of something. But like for me, if something is like just horrendous, that is something that'll like stick with me. Like if even if something like perfect example, Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know, so many good seasons. That last season was so bad. I cannot think of Game of Thrones positively as an entire series because I'm, like, I am reminded of how bad the last season was. Right. No. Like for this, sure. this never dipped below good, which, like, that is the most important thing to me. If something is consistently good or great, I am never bored watching it. It is something I have thoroughly enjoyed 100% of the time while watching, and I cannot like recommend something that is consistently great. Good, like any higher like it is something i would always recommend to people because it does not get boring to me yeah, it's just that, consistently good or great which is important that actually describes pretty well how i feel about it is like yeah i was never bored by this i just didn't have like you know the consistent rah-rah moments i think the only lulls for me was like some parts of some matches but that's it yeah like, it, i was pretty if you, engaged if you, most of the time if you're not terribly engaged in the cars and matches i can definitely see um uh a lower score but uh like like b-tech was saying the, the the fact that they're short the fact that character character development happens uh after before and during i mean it's yeah yeah like like eric i know this isn't Very like consistent. a fair comparison because this this doesn't have an ending right now in animated form and but uh, i know you hate when things end like have a bad ending Yes. Yeah, like leave a bad taste in your mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, 
I, I don't know. I don't really know the vocalize that I had it in my mind a second ago. But it just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's just when something... A non-ending never, versus a bad ending? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, just when something never has that low point, like, you know, the old adage, like, time is the most valuable thing to a human. Like, right. Like, if you were, if your time was spent watching something that never had that low point that leaves a sour taste in your mouth that makes you question whether the entire journey was worth, like, following... Like mm-hmm. I, 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 it was something that was worth your time, which is I think the most important quality for a show. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that to an extent. Like, uh, I guess the first thing that comes to my mind is of something that, like, an ending kind of ruined something for me. It was erased. Like, <laughs> I, it. I have so many issues with like the last couple episodes of that show that I kind of forget how much I love like the first eighty percent of it sometimes where just no, because it's, of that, it's, that it's understandable based on definitely based on how like how how you perceive shows and stuff like that mm-hmm. i just kind of block it from my memory <laughs> <laughs> it was okay um but uh i don't know how to tie that in i was gonna say speaking, speaking of okay, of okay yeah, I don't want to say that. from a community. Yeah, I was like, no, don't say that. Don't say your community is just okay. Don't say no, your the reviews are okay. <laughs> that, that, that's not better. <laughs> Their views, reviews of the show are okay. No, some of them. Some of them are good. Some of them, like some of them liked it. Some of them liked it less. Anyway, I, I mean, uh, let's, let's just say that a few of them are getting a stern talking to from me. In the near future. <laughs> um. Okay, so opinions are something everybody has, and everyone is valuable, but you know, some more valuable than others. Let's just say (laughs) (laughs) people can be wrong sometimes. Well said, B. All right, so we are going to read all these out, not like last time. Um, So uh, I'll take the first one. The first mini novel, because you guys insist, uh, is written by... It's a two-core uh, show. Not two, yeah, it's two-core. So it's going to be uh, longer. Part of a longer review. Touche uh, is from uh, Crash Kamino on our uh, Discord server. says, I'll try to keep it short. Very funny. Uh, I'm... Also, we're not reading emojis because none of us are Jeff. Jeff was the one who promised that, and uh, none of us are Jeff. So there we go. Anyway. Next time. uh, Jeff's on. Uh, I'm a little mixed on this one. Uh, On one hand, the card game was surprisingly entertaining. I thought it would get old very fast, but it didn't. Uh, For a card game as mundane as this one, uh, it was hype as fuck. As fuck. (laughs) As he spelled it. Um, The characters I like especially as time or the characters i like especially as time was on uh they seem almost too dramatic at the beginning of the show uh and that was a turn off uh but as time went on oh yeah but as time went on to learn why certain characters i i got to, i'm gonna assume i got to learn uh why characters over quote unquote overreacted uh with their act with their their actions made sense which was a pleasant surprise as well um the show is very good at uh, at growing its characters. I agree. Um, oddly enough, the music was a bit of a turnoff for me. It ruined a lot of the sweet, uh, heartwarming moments. It would get dramatic sounding at seemingly the wrong times. Uh, not not match what was Probably going no on. Yeah, not match what was going on. Um, and it ruined my immersion. Uh, it would come off as cheesy um, while 
I liked what was going uh, what was going on and the mood the characters would set. The music uh, really made me face palm at times. I wish the music would be a tad more subtle and fit the mood better. It got better near the end of the show, but for the bulk of it, it really got uh, got to me in a bad way. Uh, first time in a while, an OST has turned me off. I'm not reading that. Don disagree, <laughs> but thank you for your input. <laughs> overall, <laughs> overall, season one was solid. And despite the music, I liked what was going on, and the card game was ridiculously fun. The characters are great, and I liked it enough to check out season two. This season almost felt like a lot of uh, setup for what was to come. Yeah, you're not wrong there. Uh, it really established the characters, uh, their motivations, and made me grow to like them and root for them, especially Chihaya and Porky. Porky is my dude. Uh, uh, solid... Uh, what that be? three out of uh out of five for me uh hope that season two is better and makes me grow to like the season more and take my soul jam i think that was in reference to something i told him yeah that it. was in reference to something i don't really <laughs> recall um yeah out of context yeah out of context should i take natives yeah yeah take natives i'll start off by saying as my first sports ish anime I'm not sure sports shows are for me. I really can see why people like this show. The card of sections are intense. The show is visually stunning, and I see the appeal in the main cast. Unfortunately for me, I couldn't help but be put off by some of the more melodramatic moments, like when the physical manifestation of big dick energy Taichi got a text from Arta wishing Jai a happy birthday and proceeded to stand motionless like some Blair Witch Project Mother F. Spoilers, I guess. Side note... <laughs> Does an episode go by where Jihaya doesn't cry? I may be exaggerating there. Most of them. <laughs> anyway, I should also say that for whatever reason, romance plus high school doesn't sit well with me in general. I haven't really found a show that portrays relationship in a way that doesn't make me cringe. Uh, place to place is sacred. I guess it's another anime. Sorry, I've never heard of that one. Sadly, can't say the show is an exception. Uh, Read Crash's post again but the part about the music and pretend I wrote it. Okay, thanks. So in the end, I'd probably give it a two out of five. Not planning to watch season two or beyond. Footnote, Porky is the truest circle. Oh, yeah. Uh, so in one of the one of the episodes, uh, Porky, wrote, Porky wore a shirt um, that might read something else, but I recognize the kanji as w one of them is true and the second one is circle. <laughs> B tag, can you take Ayus? Yeah. Does anybody else? Do you guys have a problem with the OST? Because I, I thought it was a perfectly fine um, OST, and I enjoyed. No, a lot I thought of it. it was great. Yeah, I thought so too. I, I don't, I don't know why everybody hates the music. I like I, it fine. I kind of see what they're talking about with. Uh, to me, it's like the, if I was had a complaint about the OST, it's that it's kind of limited for a season as long as it is. Um, I didn't, yeah, I didn't really I mean, notice there's reused it. tracks for sure. Yeah, yeah. but that's. You know, us music people have <laughs> there's reasons. I mean, there there are shows. I I agree that like OSTs have have drawn me out of the show, and I mean, I enjoy my OSTs and my OPs and EDs. I buy them in the freaking droves. But I'm pretty I'm pretty neutral on Shahirafuru's OST. Yeah, it's it's not it it's not the best I've ever heard, but it's yeah, and yeah, they do reduce tracks, but it, it never spoiled a, a moment for me. Yeah, I mean I, it was I just, just it was just there. I don't think like amount of tracks like indicates the quality of a soundtrack. 
No. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, I've watched a lot of things where it's like, like One Piece, for example. It's just like here's the battle theme. You know that battle theme you've heard for like twenty years. It's the exact yeah. same thing, but it's like <laughs> that's the battle theme. It's like oh, here's the like it's getting down to the wire car to soundtrack. Like I, I don't know. Like it, it reusing tracks in similar moments doesn't bother me. It depends on the tracks, I guess, and it it it, it is a personal taste thing. Like if they didn't like the tracks in the first place, the reuse might yeah, have yeah. been annoying. Mm-hmm. Like. Like playing Persona Five, if I like, I love that battle theme, and I especially love Life Will Change when I had to fight something harder. So I was always hyped as fuck whenever I got into a fight. Whereas if I hated those songs, I can't imagine playing like because yeah. you know mm-hmm. music is such an intense part of that of that game. If I had hated those songs, I I don't think I could have made it past like the first dungeon or so. So definitely a personal preference thing. <laughs> um, uh, but if you if you want a soundtrack, guys, uh, with a lot of tracks, um, Love Live Season 1, 2, said, so I have to, okay. I have to do. We made it almost, almost I, 2 hours I, 50 minutes without Love Live being mentioned. So close. <laughs> so close. It's like an itch. It's like, you're like you know, like, I'm just, I, I, like, this is a relief. This is like, I, I at first I felt like there were like ants crawling all over me, but now I'm like, oh, you, you did slip in the Nico Yazawa reference oh, I did. earlier, <laughs> but um, I that one was unintentional. This one was intentional. Yeah, that, was leg- that was a legit comparison. I forgot. <laughs> okay, okay. Please take Ayu before I. Uh, all right, give me a second. All right. Uh, just finished season one. Had to get caught up. Also, unfortunately, no as- access to Nitro at the moment, so my review won't be emote spam this time around. Anyways, yeah, yeah. I love the first season of Chihaya Furu. I think the show did a great job with its characters and its story. Chihaya is definitely my favorite character by far. She was a joy to watch due to her energy and drive to be better and better. I commend the show for creating characters that grew and changed as the show progressed. I love that they kept me guessing as to who was going to win each match. I adored the visuals, the detail, and coloring on everything was stunning. I'm really sad that the manga of the show isn't being released physically in English as I was picking it up in an instant. Personally, I enjoyed the music quite a bit. I can totally see why some might find it overly dramatic, but I didn't feel that way. I think whoever wrote the score could have benefited from using more tracks overall and less dramatic tracks during less important scenes. I think with music, less is more can really be true. That said, though, putting aside the timing, I thought the music itself was beautiful. The use of a violin in some of the tracks gave me shivers. I felt the matches benefited from the score as it kept from tense or accented what might otherwise have come off as just a card slap. Very much looking forward to season two. I may even start tonight. Can't wait to see where this goes and who else joins their club. I'd probably give the show an eight out of ten. Definitely one of my favorite sports anime now, and I know I'll be recommending this to others. Yeah, I, I you know what? Thinking back to like not liking uh, the OST, you know what might also like exacerbate that is um, if you don't like melo- like melodramatic moments or just you know dramatic the dramatic moments. So mm-hmm. I think. Like Ayu's Ayu's review kind of illustrates that, in that he enjoyed that, and the the addition of the music um, like enhanced that for him. Whereas somebody who was already not terribly invested in the scene, like it would like it might just make it worse. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, uh, good uh, good points all around. Uh, Next up is. uh, Horistic man or um demo from our uh from our uh, group watch chat he's the last review and i'll take this one from our resident australian uh my quick review again very funny all of you are <laughs> hilarious with your i'm just gonna make this short 
Um, overall, I enjoyed the season, and I've already started uh, up the second season. Oh, good for you. Uh, I, let us know how, how you like it. Um, I heard it started off slow uh, from people but before, but I didn't find that the case. Um, this, it starts uh, when Chihaya was a kid and how she got, uh, got into Karta. She was very tomboyish and compared to the present day. Uh, jumped to the present day and Chihaya is still very much into Karta and starts off uh, I, it starts off with her uh, trying to form a Karta club, which is a overused trope gathering uh, to, of gathering enough members. Uh, two of the members are new, so it involves a bit. Uh, it involves a bit to teach them how to play, while explaining to view. Okay, I'm going to ask a few of you to proofread. Your reviews, um, yeah, it involves it. It involves a bit to try and teach them how to uh, how to play, while also explaining to the viewer how the game works. Uh, the rest of the season is mainly just them going uh, to different tournaments. While I enjoyed it because the show kept you guessing who would win, Chihaya didn't always win. Uh, just because she's the main character. We appreciated that. Uh, despite it being based on a card game, uh, they make it very intense while keeping while keeping it realistic. Uh, no Prince of Tenel style invisible cards or other superhuman powers. Yeah, I appreciated that as well. Um, the show would not be as strong for me if not for Chihaya. Uh, she found... I, I, sorry, I found uh, she was very likable and, uh, and very strong character. Uh, she's the strength of the show for me. Retro, I thought, was just weird uh, with the weird <laughs> character design. Kano was cute and Porky needs to <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but he's great, though. Um, I found Chihaya's sister, uh, Chitose, very self-centered and stuck up and just wants every, uh, everyone to idolize her. Um, uh, and Shinobu, the queen, suddenly gaining all the weight can't be healthy. Well, you're not wrong. Uh, and there didn't really seem t- uh, to be a good reason why she gained all the weight. Eh, I mean, eating all the ice cream will do it's it. Not a, yeah. yeah, to her, it's a good reason. She didn't seem to notice that she did it. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's the thing that threw me off. It's like, <laughs> like from from my time in the Navy to now, I have noticed that I put on weight. <laughs> Uh, like that much weight in that short a time, I could not help but notice that. Uh, Hideo Kojima, if you're listening, uh, if you want to send me like some limited edition, like you know, Metal Gear Solid figures or something, like I'll eat whatever you want me to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll engorge myself with like 20 pounds of ice cream every day for the rest of my life. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's. Our, our back to the review. Sorry. Demo. <laughs> Arts' reason for giving up Karta seemed dumb. I didn't think so. Uh, to, to me, too. And the way he treated Chihaya uh, when she visited him. I mean, that may be a little bit more. But anyway. Uh, and then he suddenly does a 180 later in the series. Uh, no, he does a 180 later in the episode. <laughs> uh, the animation and pacing were both good and consistent, and I enjoyed the OP. Uh, I I had heard this was like one of the best shows. Uh, while I don't think it's the best thing ever, I still enjoyed by the time my time with it. Best thing ever. I still I still enjoyed my time with it. There you go. Um, and think it was a good show. Not as amazing as some say. I would give it uh, maybe a set like a three point five out of five. 
I just want I want to say something about Arta. Like uh-huh. like it it totally makes sense to me that you know the death of somebody close to him who you know who who he idolized who taught him how to play the game like how his death would impact him so strongly to where he would you know not want to to you know play that anymore. Yeah, like, no. there's certainly like you know if like you know like I I don't have any grandparents now anymore but like you know I certainly like remember them for you know like oh, I used to watch this movie with them all the time. And then there's certainly that grace period where it's like every time I see that movie, it's like I don't want to watch this movie because it gets, brings back bad memories. Yeah, yeah. I but mean, then, I, I, my grandparents are still alive, and I, I totally get that. I would probably be that way with mm. a lot of old westerns. And and then he gets, you know, the, the like, you know, the other head car to guide. I, I forgot who said it exactly, but you know, he said that it reminded. I, I think it was the Fukui uh, head of the, you know, Carta Society. You know, he mm-hmm. said that you know arta you know like watching arta is like watching the grandfather you know and that kind of that struck arta like this is his way him continuing arta is his way of like you know almost like immortalizing his grandfather you know like keeping his style of the game like going and i, I think that yeah. meant so much to him so i totally agree uh i i liked his character quite a bit i wish well i remember watching this the first time wishing we had more of him but um Spoilers for season two and hopefully season three, which I still need to dive into. But yeah, so that that is um that is it. That is our uh overall uh review. What is the what would the overall score for this be? Out uh, of five community with all average these? a little more than three. So uh if you add up all of our scores together. Do we normally just do like the host separately and then plus the community as a whole? I, 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 you know, honestly, I don't know how Logan does it. I don't even know where we put the overall up, but I guess we could say it. So community average is three. Our average would be what? Um, I should probably. It's four and two thirds. So a four. Yeah. So, I mean, still pretty good. I think I think me and B Tagger are the biggest cheerleaders <laughs> this show, but I'm glad that like it seems like pe- everybody found something to enjoy in it. Um, even the ones that that rated it a little lower had you know good things to say about character development. So everybody I'd loves say, Porky. Everybody loves Porky. Um, I would say go watch season two. I would love to hear your thoughts on it if uh, you do watch it. Cube, uh, if you're interested in in group watching it. Uh, just like a mini group, uh, <laughs> I I wouldn't be opposed to that. Um, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, that's uh, Chihaya Fudu season one. Uh, we're we still don't have uh, the new group watch out yet. Uh, like what we're gonna be watching. Uh, uh, as of right now, the voting is still open until next Saturday. But by the time this comes out, actually, I don't know this, yeah, I don't know when this comes out. So it, the voting might be open. The voting might be closed. We might be watching another thing, uh, but if you are interested in uh, getting involved in in this little uh, group project, um, this little group watch that we do spoiler casts on, and you know, uh, giving us your feedback on shows, nominating a show for us to watch, and voting, uh, and then sitting with us on Saturdays at two p.m. Pacific Standard Time, um, you definitely can. Uh, unfortunately, though, our Discord is kind of a closed community as of right now uh but there are ways that you can get a get a hold of us and and get involved in the discord and we'd love for you to join um 
So uh, the way you do that uh, is you can email us at mail.animearcade at gmail.com. Uh, you could also message us on Twitter at um, it's at anime underscore arcade. Uh, you could possibly get a hold of us on Facebook, although we don't really go there that often anymore. Sorry, Facebook users. Uh, it, it's just facebook.com slash anime arcade. Um, and we're also on Instagram at the underscore anime underscore arcade. And uh, we also have a website. Uh, it's uh, animearcade.net. You can find us on any one of those locations. Shoot us a message, uh, preferably through email or Twitter, DM, uh, or you know, just Twitter message, whatever. Um, and we can get you into the Discord. We'll send you a Discord invite. Uh, the community's fairly welcoming. You can meet Senior B-Tag here, who, you know, if you're a listener, if you're a longtime listener, you've heard him before. If you just picked it up and you, you haven't listened to our old episodes, go listen to the old B-Tag episode. Um, I believe that was a community spotlight episode. Um, but yeah, uh, shoot us a, shoot us a line. We'll get you in there. We'll be watching another show very shortly for another spoiler cast. And we look forward to, uh, to you joining us. So, uh, yeah, I think that'll do it for this episode. And, uh, once, once again, thank you, BTAC for joining us for this episode. Thanks for having me. And uh, thank you, Cube, for setting up the uh, the Google Doc as I was supremely late at even touching the damn thing. Anytime. <laughs> and uh, we will see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
でも今は笑えるいつでも息をしているどんな僕でもここにいるから Oh, I didn't mention in the cast. I think Taichi might be my favorite character. He's in the show. He's, I like. I, I remember when I first watched it, I didn't care for him, but like I, seeing his development, I I do really like Taichi because he's very very human. Yeah, I mean, he largely just works off his self interests for yeah. like the parts that make him seem like an asshole, and I don't really see anything wrong with that necessarily. Honestly, as much as Kana is probably my best girl,、uh, I think Chihai is actually my favorite character. She's she's just a lot of fun, and like I like, she's like the catalyst for everything.、Um, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I I as as unbelievable as a character as she is, I I really enjoy her. <laughs> I guess not as unbelievable. I just because, like you said, we're saying B tag. You know,、um, it's not unbelievable for people to dedicate their lives to something, but like. Her laser focus is something I've never seen in my life. I've seen people dedicated to something, but you know, they can they can take their minds off of it and do other things. Whereas Chai, it's just like if you it feels like if you asked her to a movie, she would like as a friend, she'd be like, "Is it a Karate movie?" Or, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I just think about like gymnastics. Gymnastics seems like something something you like dedicate your entire like childhood and adolescence to, like body and like mind. Yeah, no, for like, sure. Then when they're in their like mid twenties, when they're like physically incapable of doing it at the highest level, then it's like, all right, I guess I can, you know, maybe date someone now or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I can have a life. <laughs>